Hello and welcome to the Scotchcast, the week of the 2nd of November 2019. Getting back to the groove of things. Joining me today is Durin. Hello, dude. We're still playing video games. I know. It's crazy. Oh, I, I feel like this whole year I didn't play like almost anything. And then. Yeah, I feel like everything that, that, that people have talked about, like, oh my god, this is a must play game, I fucking totally skipped over. <laughs> Yeah, I just didn't uh, not, care. I sometimes on purpose, sometimes not. Like, I, I would like to play Control at some point, but I'm not uh, playing that PS4 version on a standard PS4. Right. So I'm going to hold off. Yep, yep, yep. I, I, I just can't think of a game that's come out this year that I really, really care about. Like, I, even the ones I've played this week, like, I don't really... I know there were some, like, Resident Evil 7 is one that, like, came out, oh, yeah. believe it or not, yeah. this year that I oh. super care about. Uh, you mean Resident Evil 2? 7. No, 7 was 2017. You're right. Shit, 2. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, I have seven on the mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Resident Evil Two. Yeah, that's, we'll discuss that's later. But I think I think there um, was a, a lot in that first quarter. Was Monster Hunter this year, or was that last year? Most of this year was first quarter. It seems like like it's been a very slow year. Otherwise, which like crazy? not surprising when you have consoles coming out next year. Like that's to be expected. This is going to be a slower year than we previously had. What the f- wait a second? Monster Hunter World wasn't 2017. Oh, it must have been 2017 in Japan? Uh, Definitely wasn't. No, that sounds... Because mm. it says 9th of December 2017. That doesn't make sense. We played in like first half of the year, of the year, whichever year we played it. I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. I played uh, near in the last half of the year it came out. Worldwide. It was a worldwide release. What the fuck? In January. In January. Oh, January okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There we go. That makes sense. All right. So barely squeezed into 2018. Yeah, it was 2018. Definitely. That, that means I just don't remember anything from this year. Like, did I play anything this fucking year? Anyway, whatever. <laughs> which is which is part of why we didn't have podcasts, right? Like, none of us have had, like, much many exciting things to say about video games. Yeah, like, I, like I, I basically fell deep into the Overwatch uh, <laughs> hole. Yeah. And then, like, as I was crawling out of that, WoW Classic came out and that, oh, like, dug me back in. And then I got back into Final Fantasy fourteen. So, like, <laughs> I've skipped a lot of games from this year. Like, hmm. so, some, you know, uh, on purpose. But a lot of them, it's hmm. just like, well, I I already have all this stuff I'm playing. I have games that I bought this year that I have not played. Yeah. Why buy more right now? I mean, I guess there's, like, Fire Emblem. Like, there's a bunch of stuff I dipped my toe into and just didn't bother. Me. Like, Sekiro. Yeah, see, I, I didn't even touch that one. Right, it did. I played, yeah. like, 45 minutes of that. I played, like, five hours of it and then just... I got to that first ogre and then that was it. <laughs> I was just, like... I don't know. It's something about the lack of ability to upgrade and like make you. I, I mean, like let me like gear upgrade. You know, like there's they didn't have that Dark Souls formula. I, that I really wanted. So the thing I didn't like about it was uh, I got to that ogre mm-hmm. by um, very carefully sneaking my way around to that point. Oh uh, yeah, yep. And so because I did so, I missed some very important things that you kind of need in order to kill him. So it was just a fucking wall. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. And at that point I was done because I'm like, I'm not going back through this level again to find whatever the fuck I need to find. <laughs> like, I don't like, I don't like those freaking, kinds of games that much anyway. Exactly. Like go to this freaking like nightmare to get this fire thing to the like, crackers to go. To, yeah. The fuck yeah. <laughs> no, I'm like, good. There was like, it was a, I could, I can understand it was a good game just by playing it. I, I could, I knew it was a good game while I was playing it. Oh yeah. I just wasn't for me. Not, not yeah, right. totally. And, and and I had a friend who like is way into those games, and he me like multiple times before buying it. Like, hey, yo, if if you are not like way into these kinds of games, this is mm-hmm. not a game for you. Yeah. And 
I was like, no, it's cool. I kind of like them. I get all of them. Uh, this mm-hmm. one seems different. Mm. And he was right. He was right. And since, <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and, and similarly, I got I have a friend who played Destiny. Like, that's all I knew him from. And he fucking platinum Sekiro. And that was the first time he's played, like, deep into a Souls game. So I'm like, all right. Well, so, <laughs> so some people just clicks. But for me, just I yeah. need that. I need that. The good thing about Dark Souls is that if you hit a wall, you can just grind for a bit and you'll get over it. Like this. And I think I've hit a point in my life where I just can't do that anymore. Mm. I hit a point yeah. where, where when I've died enough number of times with the same thing in a game, yeah, I, I feel like I'm wasting my time. I don't have enough time to play the games as it is anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep, That time is better spent playing something else where I can actually see the story through. Meanwhile, I just spent two hours EV trading all my Pokemon. God damn it. <laughs> No, not not even two hours. Two hours today, like this week, I put like eight hours EV training my fucking. But anyway, oh my god. Uh, and this is for a game I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna forget in like two weeks. Whatever, whatever. It's Pokemon. Anyway, mo- moving on. Durin, uh, what have you been up to yeah. the last uh, month before we get into quick news? Um, I'll just quickly go over some of the stuff I've been playing. Mm-hmm. Um. I won't talk deeply about Final Fantasy XIV because I've talked about it a lot on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did recently release the Near uh, Automata raid. Yep. Um, so I hopped in and checked that out, and uh, I think Final Fantasy XIV uh, should win best best soundtrack for uh, 2019. I, I, I because not much to their remix on. their remix of that song. Oh shit! Uh, I always uh, the uh, way to the world. Uh, they did a remix of it for that for that raid. That is best fucking. So have you have you heard it? No, I haven't had the remix. Oh god, motherfuckers mixed the fucking Final Fantasy Prelude into oh, it. Oh man, that's that sounds so good. <laughs> and I don't, I don't I don't know that I want to spoil what the boss fight is. I definitely oh. don't want to spoil it for for people listening in case anyone it has not. No, I don't want to know. I'll probably like, watch a video now that you've mentioned it. I, I thought it was it's just like real good. So is it? So when I heard a near themed raid, I thought it would just be like I don't know near characters in your final in your Final Fantasy. So no, you like you climb through a cave like through. A, a doorway in a cave or whatever and you end up in a place called the copied factory wow. and it is like the factory area from near automata mm. and there are some familiar faces there that's fucking awesome dude and this is only the first of three like they're so the way they, the way they roll out their raids there's like three branches of right. each raid that they roll out over the course of the expansion. So the next one that's going to roll out is actually going to be the second branch of the first raid, uh, Eden, oh, which cool. is cool. Cause that raid's awesome and everything. But like, and if you're a final fantasy eight fan, then it's even cooler. Cause like, that's kind of the theme of that raid. Nice. Um, like, like in the, in the first, uh, tier or whatever, the very first boss you fight is Eden prime. <laughs> Interesting. Like the summon from Final Fantasy VIII. Interesting. And it does the thing from Final Fantasy VIII. That's cool. Um, but uh, that's cool and everything. But like, that's that much longer until they finally release the second tier of the near raid. But like, there's gonna be two more tiers. And honestly, after doing the last boss fight for the first tier, between the music and who you're fighting, I I'm not sure where they go from here that's fucking awesome like it, again I just just put i don't i'm not sure if yokotaro is involved in this but i still want a yokotaro final fantasy game he but. seems 100 percent involved in this that's fucking awesome that's fucking great like, if i'm not mistaken he's the one designing all of this god damn like he's such a genius i don't know something some people just have the touch and just 
It's kind of amazing too. At one point, so okay, I'll spoil one minor thing in the raid because it has nothing to do with any of the fights. Mm -hmm. At one point, you move from one section of the raid to another by grabbing onto the pod and flying down to it. Nice. That's cool. That's fucking cool. I I might might just watch a fucking playthrough of this raid. It's Um, really good. It's really good. Uh, Um, Find one that they're not just talking through so that you can actually hear the music. Right. And and, so we'll get to your other two when we get to the what we've been playing section, but I'm happy to get that one out of the way. Okay. Yeah. Um, But anything else you've been up to? Any any non-gamey stuff during? Uh... Not, not, not really. No, I mean, cool. you know, did 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 the Halloween thing, but uh, aside from that, no, it's uh, pretty much what what with what time free time I've had has pretty much been spent playing what I can play. Uh, the only thing I can really talk about what I've been doing is that I finally uh, spent some decent amount of time on a fully operational base in Australia, and mm. uh, I can't really talk about what I did. Not, it's not secret and stuff, but it's just like it's just it's. I can't, but the um, the coolest part about it is that uh, I can confirm, without a doubt, beyond any or any reasonable doubt, that a that aliens uh, are real. Well, close. Right here first, guys. Like close. I can confirm that a uh, modern jet aircraft, fighter jet aircraft, does not look like a UFO at nighttime. It looks entirely different. <laughs> it looks fucking sick. And entirely different and nothing like a UFO. So there you go. UFOs, man. They're real. <laughs> they're real. Well, they're easy, at least they're definitely not fighter jets. All right. Uh, with that, uh, so I tried this with New Barama last week and it worked out really well. Um, what we'd be doing is just rolling through the quick news first and then into the main news and then into what we've been doing. And that seemed to flow okay. um, really quick. So uh, with quick news this week, uh, we'll start with... Did you get a chance to watch the Witcher, the the latest Witcher uh, Netflix trailer? I I didn't. I saw a still from it, and I'm mm. super uncomfortable <laughs> with how Henry Cavill looks as <laughs> as the main character. And so because it doesn't know. look it's, right. It's it's weird. I I think they um. I don't know what they're doing with the cinematography of that. Of that, he looks like a pretty boy, Geralt. So here's the thing: when you're watching, so the first trailer I watched, and I was hard out. I was like, "This is not my Witcher. This is not Geralt. This is not Yennefer. Uh, I don't mind Ciri. I think she's pretty cool." But the other two, I'm just like, "Not hard out." Um, but then the second trailer, I have to say. And I, I came from the, the literal, like, not sold, hard out position. This second trailer made it look fucking awesome. Like, holy shit, this trailer, this second one. Uh, I've, I've heard mixed things because some people are still like, oh, the graphics aren't great. But whatever, it's a Netflix TV series. Not like, you're gonna, you're I, gonna you know what, though? TV. I feel like that's not an excuse anymore. Like, there know. has been some budget put into some Netflix stuff. Uh, like, sure. Have you seen Stranger Things Season 3? Yeah, but Stranger there is Things is like the, the premiere franchise, right? It's like the number one thing on Netflix. Sure, but so, so here's the thing. Like, I'm not necessarily expecting, like... Uh, super top you know top of the end uh hollywood hollywood cg effects or whatever right. but like maybe get a wig for henry cavill that doesn't look like he's wearing a wig <laughs> yeah, his wig looks really bad it looks so fucking bad <laughs> but again i will say that despite like so the character designs aren't great but the action and the cinematography and the way the f- the trailer moved and the music and the, the way guess, they made it sound, it looks amazing. I really. But I guess what has me worried is like the character design should be the easy part. 
That yes. part is done for you. Exactly. I'm I, my post on the um on the trailer was something along the lines of this is an amazing trailer. Let's just see if they actually live up to it. <laughs> because it's very possible they just took they just found like the best trailer guy at Netflix and just gave him right. like, all the all the footage that they they had. Yeah, cuz like, something good. Cuz again, going back to character design like Marvel managed to make characters wearing bodysuits look badass. Yeah, exactly. Like you look at you look at Captain America in like the first movie <laughs> when he's wearing a, a, you know the the brightest of the suits he wore through the whole series. Uh-huh. And he looked fucking rad. Yeah. It didn't look like a costume. Exactly. He, if like you saw suit. him in real life, he would look stupid, but they made but, it, but it looked like a suit. It didn't look like a costume. Yes. And yet in this, and th- and this is why, like, th- this doesn't take Marvel budget to do this, or at least I feel like it shouldn't take Marvel budget to do this because we're talking about costume design. Yeah. Um, but in this, you have a character whose whole costume is literally just a suit of armor. Yeah. With some cloth on it. Yeah. And they still managed to make it look like he just went to the fucking Ren Fair. <laughs> like, it's sad because, like, they... They stole the armor design from the game for one of the main armors he wears, which is like this kind of chain y looking thing with a couple like with pauldrons and stuff. It's like one of the first armies you right. get in the game, and it's one of the famous ones from Witcher Three. Uh, it looks like yeah, it looks Renfair quality. No, 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 no. That's the lie. Renfair, like a real Renfair, has legitimately good quality. Costumes. Oh no, 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 no. When I say it looks like he just came from Renfair, I mean like as a, a patron, not exactly. as someone who works there. Yeah, this this is this is bad. I, so I think I think it's it's a combination of like the detail is not intricate enough. Yeah, but also the whole thing just looks too clean. Exactly, it, it's he looks like his skin's too like clean. Yeah, you're right, clean, pale. Uh, he is the White Wolf, so I guess that's kind of the deal. But. Uh, no, he doesn't look like he's he's too pretty. Like I could see, it. but there's moment. The thing is, again, like in the trailer, there's moments where he's Geralt. Like he actually nails the character. Like there's a moment when Yennefer is like, um, you, I wasn't expecting a a monster slayer to look so pretty. And any sorry, sorry, she says like something like, I was expecting to have horns and sharp teeth. And he just turns to her and says, um, I had to file them down or something like that. And I, and I, it, it, he nails it. Like he actually gets the. Ca- you could see him actually executing on Geralt. But again, they could. Uh, the trailer guy could have found the one scene where he did it and then put it in the trailer. So I don't know. Well, and, and the other thing I'll say too is is I do suppose that that if you actually go back to Witcher One, he was a lot more fair skinned than he is now. He was a lot I, lot smoother skin. He wasn't as rugged looking as he does as he was in Witcher I mean, Three. Because I've read the books and it's it's they're pretty light on character description, but the, he's supposed to be mm-hmm. like this kind of mutated. Um, like his his white hair is because he's like yeah he lacks pigment. You know he's supposed to be like really right. pale, um, and so they softened that in the games to make him look more human. And I guess that's the other important thing to note too is that this whole thing is based on the books not on the video games. Exactly, yeah. And But the books again are, are not quite clear so you don't really get a f- good physical description. You just get right. the idea that he's a warrior. Um, and even Yennefer, like in the books there's not a, at least in the first book the f- sorry, the first three quarters of the first book because that's all I've read. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because it's a bunch of short stories so it's like it's, you can, it's very bite-sized. Oh, okay. um, but yeah, like the so the first sequel is the first book. You have no real look, no idea what Yennefer looks like. Um, so, like, I guess, like, a lot of it they're using their, their creative. Anyway, we're, we're going long on this. Point is, 
Take it with a healthy dose as Durin is doing of skepticism, but I think the second trailer, like credit where credit is due, this trailer looks amazing. Like this this one looks yeah, Credit where credit is due, but at the same time, keep in mind, it is a thing based on a video game. So yes. yeah. bring your salt. Yeah, bring your salt. Um, all right. And 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 it is it does have hallmarks of of the wokeness. We'll see. We'll see. Moving on, um, <laughs> I have finally discovered a Muso game I might play. For people who don't know what that means, it's like a Dynasty Warriors and um, that Zelda Muso game. What's it called? Like Zelda uh, Hyrule Warriors. Hyrule Warriors. Yeah. So they're, they're making one of those Fire Emblem one. Yeah, that means probably called. I think it's called Fire Emblem I think Warriors. It's just called Fire Emblem Warriors. <laughs> Real, they're about as creative with their names as they are with the uh, gameplay. Well, this one is called Persona Five Scramble. So it's not has it doesn't have the warrior's name in it. I'm there. I mean, somehow that's worse. <laughs> like it sounds like you're playing. It sounds like a Persona uh, Mario Party game. <laughs> like we will. I again, healthy does the skepticism, <laughs> but. It looks cool, and it's Persona, Persona, so I'm fucking, I'm probably, I'm predisposed towards liking it, I don't know. Well, um, if people were way into both the Zelda and the Fire Emblem one, yes, like, they, they were, apparently were well made for what they are. Well made, and they got good reviews almost across the board, like yeah. 80 pluses. Um, so yeah, I, I'm... just crazy. I'm curious, I'm curious if it's got a good story, if it's, I don't know if it's canon or not, if it's canon, I'm playing it, if it's not canon, like the only canon thing I have not played for Persona is the Dancing All Night series, because that's too far, <laughs> that's a step too far, <laughs> I can't, I can't go with you on that train, but, um, so here, here's, here's what I'm wondering with this being the third now of these uh, licensed Muso games, yes, is, is Muso the new Lego? I, <laughs> It's the Japanese equivalent, I guess. <laughs> like, I don't think you can you can buy them off the shelf, but yeah, it's. Are uh, we gonna get a Minecraft Muso game? Oh man, like a Star Wars Muso game is essentially that. Seems like it's already been done. By but the you know game. that's gonna happen. Yeah, hundred um, percent. All right, but yes, it's Persona Five Scramble. It's been announced for Japan in February 2020. I think it was, and we don't have a US release date, but I think it's gonna be 2020. It's gonna be a rough. If I was them, I would time it around the release, as in like a month before or a month after of Persona 5 Royal, which is still no release date in the West. We just know it's sometime 2020. So, um, speaking of games I'm going to play in, in 2020, Persona 5 Royal on that list. All right. Finally, uh, still speaking of games, we'll maybe be playing in 2020. The Last of Us Part 2 was delayed till May, and I don't care. Sure. Go ahead. Whatever. Just... Yeah, take take your time. I'm exactly. fine with that. There's plenty of other stuff to play. It's very curious seeing reactions, not necessarily to that one, because for, for The Last of Us, I think most people were like, yeah, take your time. The other news we got wasn't official, but for the similar similar leaks that said Last of Us was delayed, leaked also that Ghost of Tsushima was delayed, and that one got like a weird negative reaction, which I've never, I could never even fathom why. Um, I wonder if it's a combination of them not having re- released a whole lot of information about that game, but more mm. importantly, uh, that, uh, what was she a creative director, I think, or something art director. I forget what she was, but like the, the girl who introduced the game at E3, mm-hmm. like her, or like suddenly leaving the company. And then now the game has been delayed. Like that's not wait, wasn't looking that, good, but wasn't that the other thing? Wasn't that ghost of Tokyo thing or whatever? Tokyo ghost thing. Oh shit. You're right. That was yeah. a Tokyo game. 
Okay, yeah, yeah, never yeah. mind. This, this is Ghost of Tsushima, the the That's future right. Japan. This is this is the, the one, the follow up after Horizon Zero Dawn. By that team, <laughs> right? It's no. God, but who's making this one? It's using the same engine, so I can see why you'd be confused. Uh, but this one this is, is by Sucker Punch. This is by Sucker Punch. Right. Okay. Okay. Other yeah. Sony team. Sorry. Yes. Exactly. Oh, of, of, exactly. With the so- with Sony, it's it's which of their many okay, so first party studios is this game? So this so this is also on the Decima engine. Uh yeah. This is almost oh, okay. certainly. I don't know if they've confirmed it, but you can just you can see it just by looking at it. Oh yeah, that it's something about the edges on the anti-aliasing and like the, the lighting. Like you can just tell it's Decima. Um, huh. But it looks fucking incredible. I want this cross. See, this is the thing. I looked at this and I was like, I want this cross gen, and I want to play it on PS5. Like it's whatever gets what we saw at E3 running as fast as possible and looking like that. Because I bet there's going to be a downgrade on the PS4 from what we we saw. Because that was ridiculous. It's probably still one of the oh, best yeah. looking things I've seen. Um, so yeah, it just I'm happy for it to look like that if it's on PS5. There, day one, day one, no, no, no issues from me. So. That's my Whenever day one ends up being. Yeah, exactly. Um, cause whatever. I'm, I'm still again, still single, infinite money. <laughs> <Don't care. laughs> it's like, all right, whatever. Uh, just, just as long as the PS5 is reasonably priced, like I don't have to like um five hundred ninety nine US dollars. Yeah, exactly. Like if it's the, the only reason I wouldn't buy it. There, is there, there, there are protest. some fairly credible rumors out there that that may actually be the price of it. Well, well it's uh, going to be fun to buy an Xbox. No, I'm not going to buy an Xbox. Why would I buy an Xbox? I'm just it'd be fun to buy more Switch oh, so games. Totally crazy. You'll just you'll just buy a more expensive PlayStation. <sighs> I don't know. I I can I can see myself. Um, what's his face? Protest not buying it. So I, I like. Because I can afford it, like whatever, like six hundred bucks. Who cares? I just I spend less. You say that until they say that Ghost of Tsushima is a launch title for it, and then you buy it immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, like it's Sucker Punch. Like I'm on. Like ever since Infamous Two, I've been. Or like Persona Five Royal ends up being a fucking launch title for it, (laughs) and you'll buy that again, and then also buy the PS Five. I I I can't say no. Uh, You're not wrong. But if they didn't do that, then I might protest not buy. We'll see. Um, anyway, with that, that's our quick news for the Fortnite. Um, thank you for that, Duran. That was good. That was quick. That was good. Now to get to the real news for the Fortnite. Um, I guess we'll start at the we, top. We don't have any Fortnite news. <laughs> what we do have is uh, EA news, Duran. Tell me what happened with oh, EA this Steam Fortnite. News. What 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 happened? Steam? Uh, EA, EA uh, came groveling back to Steam? That's one way to spin it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so EA famously went to their origin uh, store mm-hmm. software service thing. Yep. Um, pulled everything that they had announced at that point off of Steam and made it exclusive to their store. Everything that had come out before, they went ahead and left on there, I believe, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but from then on, everything EA was uh, exclusive to the Origin store on PC. Um, with the upcoming Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, that has changed. Uh, and they are going to be releasing that on Steam, as well as their back catalog of titles and um, their subscription service for Origin Access. I think that was the key. I think that was the clincher for them, probably from my perspective. 
Yeah, I think that, yeah, like getting Valve to okay them having this subscription service through there probably was a big factor for, because that that lets them grow their install base, which looks good to their investors. Yeah. And more importantly, I think even they spun it as like the first of its kind kind of subscription thing bolted onto Steam. Yeah, because like you can buy an MMO subscription service Mm. through Steam, but like this is the first like game subscription service type of thing through Steam. And I wonder if. I wonder if, like, for that, because it's not a product, it's not a a, a game, mm. if maybe, like, because of that, like, for those, EA gets the full cut, and maybe. Steam only gets the cut of, of individual game purchases. Like, when I, when I saw that part of this announcement, um, my initial reaction is, now everyone's going to start doing this. Because I I just feel like it's too perfect. If, if Valve does it for EA... They're opening themselves to do it also for Origin, and maybe they have. Maybe it's not a a full or like EA cut. Maybe EA gets ninety instead of seventy. You know, like they, they get a larger percentage because that's right. some some in, something in it for Valve. But if if they start bringing all of those on board, like EA Ubisoft subscription service, fucking uh, EA subscription service, whatever else subscription service, everything except for Epic, essentially, that could be like a new. It's like a it's not the. It's worst basically their way of. It's basically their way of fighting Epic. Yeah, yeah. Without having to to drop their cut. Mm, exactly. Um, if they, if they like Epic is going to be the like and has kind of positioned themselves to be sort of the indie friendly because of the 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 cut they have and the deals they're cutting with those developers or those pub mm. or those developers to like put their game out on there and give them kind of upfront money that those developers will need. Valve seems to be going for the bigger fish instead. Uh, and yeah. making sure that they're having all of all of the big stuff and like EA and you know like you said if, if Ubisoft's pass then also comes to Steam as well mm-hmm. um, maybe, maybe you know if they could figure out some way to do like the humble bundle stuff through Steam yeah um, it could be pretty big and, and that could be enough to kind of force a lot of developers to not want to go to mm. um, to yeah, Epic or, or at least force Epic to like maybe open things back up again and stop with their exclusive bullshit yeah like it's 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 I don't know I, I to me, um and I, I keep harping on this but uh all these guys are evil as far as I'm concerned <laughs> I just picked up like the, like EA's fucking what was it Jedi Fallen Order is now coming to Steam right so Jedi right. Fallen Order is Australian eighty nine ninety five Australian so that's actually cheaper than the sixty US I think or roughly there sixty US um, on Steam I picked it up for forty US. Uh, on pre-order from my local store. Um, I Amazon. So you, so, <clears throat> sorry. What? Sorry, I, I had to cough. Okay. Um, do you? <laughs> do you? Because of the weird digital market and, and and the way that those prices tend to be over mm-hmm. there, do you guys still have retailers carry physical PC games? Yeah. I mean, no, no, not for really? PC. Sorry, not for PC. Uh, okay. I'm pretty sure it's still. So the last physical PC game I purchased was uh, Shadow of Mordor, and in that it had a disc. The disc had stuff on it that I installed, but then when I put it in my when when I ran the game, I still had to like connect it to a store and then it downloaded another couple. I don't well, know. Well, no, sure. Doing. I, I I don't mean because of weird like internet things. I just mean because. Yeah. Of- the way the pricing is so bad there, mm. if like purchasing 
physical media there yeah so physical was a cheaper media, option if that was still totally a thing there so much cheaper yeah I, I i would i want to go digital but physical is like 30 percent cheaper but like <laughs> but that's just it's still it doesn't really exist though for pc uh not that I, i'm pretty sure it's still code in the box like yes it's a physical box you're buying uh, so that's, okay, that so they sell they sell physical, so they do sell a physical PC box at stores. Yeah, yeah it's just not that's a crazy disc. Yeah, and, the, and the they physical, don't do that here. And the physical PC box is, which has a code in it, is way cheaper than getting it from Steam or yeah, Epic. totally, totally. It's ridiculous. This is that's <laughs> that's crazy though, because like yeah, like PC gaming as a like physical media or physical mm-hmm. thing you buy from a store has not existed here in like a decade. I, I mean. That's to me like makes perfect sense. Like, like if you walk into a GameStop, <laughs> they have a PC uh, end cap. I would describe it as okay, and it's all like old shit. Like it's where you'll find their used copy oh, right. of Warcraft Three: Frozen Throne, right? So or yeah, the, Eve Online or some shit. So the PC section here is not very big, but it's usually just the latest games in a box, which is a code in a box, right? Kind of thing, and they, and yeah, they, huh. and. I, I bet you the reason why they're still able to do it is because it's way like they get a lot of the market share because they're just cheaper. Right. Yeah. That's um, that's kind of what I was wondering. Like if if it, if purchasing digital was not popular, then they mm-hmm. would still have a physical option there. Hundred percent. Because this is this is why because we're getting ripped off digitally. Like I don't know. Yeah. What the fuck? Like all these companies. Which is like. <laughs> which is sad too because like sadly enough, from what I've gathered, Steam still does it best, and even they are not great. No, they're not. And uh, like to me, GOG does it best, but it's only like like a dollar. And obviously, it's GOG is, oh, okay. is known good, right? So we, it's not right. much of a comparison. Um, but it's, of the major stores that aren't GOG, Steam does it best. Yes, and they're still shit. Um, and so it's huh. it's yeah. So like well, for me, sure. If all the evil places all bolt onto Steam. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, sure. <laughs> Go ahead. I feel your boots, man. Um, like the EA's origin. Sorry, when EA puts out good games that year, which is not every year, Origin not, actually seems has, like- hasn't hasn't been in quite a while, actually. <laughs> no, hasn't been. And, that, and, and you know, honestly, I kind of wonder if that's one for this move because they have this big Star Wars game coming out, yeah, and they have this exclusive deal with uh, Disney to put out these Star Wars games, mm-hmm. and the last one they put out fucking tanked mm-hmm. in about the most spectacular way it could yep um and they maybe needed to look at okay we need to get this thing in front of as many people as we can mm. origins origins just never has had those numbers and it just never has i mean yeah there's no way like it's it's curious to me because i think i forget who where i first heard this news but the person who told me it I mentioned that this was mostly over an investor call. I don't know if that's the actual source of the news because it's so buried. Um, if it was an investor call, that makes a lot of sense to me because it, it could be one of those mm. things where it's it's methods to expand their audience. This could be how they sell it to their investors. And you're right, hundred percent. Right. Yeah, that's this would hundred percent be that. Like this would be a method to expand your audience by going back. It's to the this. only reason the aid does this. Yeah, easy, easy. They're not doing it out of goodwill. Like the goodwill is like a happy side effect. No. No, they're yeah, they're not doing out of goodwill. Uh, Valve, if they even say anything anything about it at all, mm-hmm. would probably try and 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 twist it as goodwill. Yeah, just to exactly. kind of get one over on uh, Epic. Mm-hmm. But 
no, this is totally like EA just needs to increase their their player base. I mean, hell, they, EA is in such a bad way that Anthem is now uh, available as part of the five dollar tier of oh, EA Origin. Jeez, Anthem. Um, yeah, like I have access to Anthem. That's how bad the EA is right now. I. Well, yeah, they EA, need this game. They they need this Star Wars game to take off. So, and this is the thing. So, I've moved, kind of moving on from the topic. I, I will say that I did pre-order Jedi Fallen Order. I don't pre-order games. The only reason I do it did it is a because it's so cheap, and b because uh, what's his face that studio has gotten a, like a lot of positive. Like I I'm supporting them primarily because of how gypped Titanfall Two was. Like I'm, I'm still. <laughs> I'm like, Titanfall 2 was screwed over, so you get my money for your Jedi, your weird Jedi game, which I probably wouldn't even play. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, it looks good, like, in the trailers. I don't know. And and if more people get to play it, that's, that'll be good. Hopefully it reviews well. Like, yeah. That's the big takeaway. And, and you're, So the main thing that you pointed out here that I do want to say before you move on is that it seems to be only this for now. Like, what's the deal? Is it... Yeah, like, as of right now, I think the only thing that has come over is just this. Um, but they have announced... It sounds like their entire catalog is going to be coming over, and it would have to if they're going to do the the origin access through there. Because mm. otherwise, why would you pay them the same amount here that you would pay them over on Origin and exactly. get like less games, you get one game or whatever? Yeah, it's right. And that's cur- That makes that's actually kind of curious to me because I did sign up for Xbox Game Pass essentially just for Outer Worlds, but I'll probably end up keeping it. Um. Mm. For this, like, if Origin hits at the same time Jedi Fallen Order hits, I'd be curious to see, and because I got it for PS4, just because whatever, I, I I clicked that button and I realized too late that I picked the PS4 one <laughs> and I'd already put down the money. <laughs> I couldn't be bothered calling customer support to change it to PC, but whatever. Um, the I might try out the PC version if it's a good game uh, via the ten dollar EA thingy if that's how you can get it if you can you get new games like that is it like yes. xbox oh, yeah the more expensive version uh i know here it's 15 hmm. okay. um but yeah the more the the um that version of origin access premiere yeah uh gets you all their games cool yeah i'd, I'd give that a shot depending how good the game and if it runs poorly on ps4 pro we'll see yeah um, I doubt it will. yeah I, well that studio is known to known good as I said, yeah. so yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, and with that, EA, man, I, I guess it's a good news story. Good for them. <laughs> sure. I guess. That's, what else? Can good I for say? respawn. Yeah. Um, and with that, uh, moving on. Speaking of big studios slash big publishers, uh, tell me about this Ubisoft news. Uh, Ubisoft announced, I believe this was during an earnings call, uh, that they are. Uh, delaying Watch Dogs Legion, Rainbow Six Quarantine, and Gods and Monsters. Um, and not only are they delaying them, but they are delaying them so far back that they are now going to be cross-platform games. Uh, released sometime between, they're saying April 2020 to March 2021, but if they're saying they're cross-platform, most likely we're looking at like holiday 2020 releases for all three of those games. Uh, and they are wow. saying it is due to uh, poor sales um, of their previous games likely talking about uh ghost recon ghost recon breakpoint which did not do well at all good as far as i can tell good i mean from from my perspective i think this is good for everybody 
That's that's kind of my stance. Except for the except for the Ghost Recon team, I don't know how that trash fire happened, so I can't really speak to it. But the teams who get to work on these other games for another year, hopefully this is good for them. Like if Ubisoft is smart, because here's a th- there's probably some additional significant additional development effort required to make these cross gen. Oh, so, totally. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I don't know if this is actually much of a boon. <laughs> we'll find out Um, well so if nothing else i think it'll be good at least for watchdogs legion because i think that with the ambition they have for that game i think it can really um benefit from stronger hardware i mean not i worry about what the ps4 and xbox one versions will end up looking like i so personally i think that the the pro versions of the games will probably be fine um, the base sure, version yeah. of the games will be mixed uh, as we've learned this generation's going. Um, but I'm going to say the, the, the uh, base version of the PS4 for Watch Dogs Legion is going to be hot. <laughs> I don't <laughs> see how I don't see how they can possibly have the systems in place that they are talking about wanting to have. Yeah. Looking the way that they showed it off looking like and have that run on a on a base PlayStation Four. This, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be bad. I can, I can at all. We both know it's gonna be so. Uh, what well, I'm, but either way, like again, I'm I'm sitting here on my ivory tower of being able to afford new consoles without a problem, right? So I'm from my perspective, it's curious to me finally getting a new console generation where there's potentially good games, not just like fucking. Uh, like first that first wave of shit trash but like actual good games launching first time with the console that's interesting to me um yeah but at the same time it's never like super exciting to have cross-platform games at launch because they're always games that are going to be held back by the previous hardware oh yeah sure like destiny was held back by the previous hardware like what you want are games that are designed for these consoles they well depends because these games do look new and interesting and innovative in their own ways. So there will be ways that they benefit from new consoles just by load times, whatever else. Like You're right. What we really want is whatever game it is that's going to be announced that's an actual launch game that was actually built from the ground up for the new console. That will probably look fucking ridiculous. So I've, I've heard, in fact, Scuttlebutt, that the new console games look fucking ridiculously good. Like, that's the... Oh, I bet. I mean, yeah, they're talking about, like, you know... Hardware based HDR or hardware based uh, um, ray yeah, tracing. Yeah, ray tracing, hardware based ray tracing. Like, huge processes. They're going to be insane. They're going to be beastly, beastly, and I can't fucking. I, I yes. Like, it'll be it'll be the first point where even if I were to build a new computer next year, that console still will probably be more powerful. Oh, 100 Yeah, like, it's going to be. I'm curious what frame rates look like. On the new consoles, so they're saying they're, that they'll be able to do. I mean, they're 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 talking about wanting to be able to pull 8K. They're saying they'll be able to do 4K 60. Yeah, it's, and I think like this generation, a couple games now even did that. they probably won't do. They probably won't do 4K 60 with ray tracing. Oh uh, yeah, probably not. And well, um, depends how many cheats. Because so this is all based in AMD tech. We're kind of getting off off the topic here, right. but whatever. I, I want to say it. This is all based in AMD tech, and the analysis of. Um, that we're getting at the moment is that the consoles we based on what's called big Navi, so that um, not the 
not the 5700 and 5700XT, which is currently on the market for AMD. It's the next gen from there. And um, with that next gen, AMD does have ray tracing baked in to some degree. And this this will be the first time that the consoles will launch with what is considered current tech. Yeah, like like Zen 2. Usually... And yeah, usually by the time the consoles <laughs> launch, the tech in there is already one or two generations. A hundred percent. This is going to be like well, these not, are going to be fucking expensive. I, I'm stop, stop. I don't know. I don't know. We don't, we'll find out how a six hundred dollar console makes a lot of sense when you start talking about what these things are going to be capable of doing. I don't, I, but I think uh, no, we'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll talk about that in a bit. I, but I just want to say that the so the AMD tech. So AMD is with ray tracing is not like NVIDIA with ray tracing. NVIDIA is doing like each core has like dedicated tensors that do blah, 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 blah. I don't, this weird mumbo jumbo that it started jumping off on. I don't know how much of it is straight up marketing garbage and how much of it is actual stuff, but I know they have dedicated hardware in there for ray tracing. AMD seems to be from the stuff I'm reading, inverted commas, cheating. Um, so they essentially are doing weird hack ways to get ray tracing in there faster and cheaper but not as well um but they're being assisted by the fact that new directx 12 stuff is being implemented to essentially again cut corners because that's how you how hardware really like graphics really works is you cut as many corners as physically possible oh yeah totally whilst hiding it from the player yeah exactly um so the new directx 12 instructions seem to be really pushing that and the amd like smart investment seems to be pushing that was nvidia the reason that the rtx cards fucking tanked in terms of performance is because they tried to brute force a lot of it um Whereas this seems to be a smarter kind of approach, but not as good an approach. So when you get NVIDIA with that power behind it, which they previously used to brute force, but then slap on this more efficient code, I bet the next gen of NVIDIA PC cards are going to do ray tracing far faster than That's true, yeah. these consoles are going to be doing. So it's it's going to be an interesting space, but either way... The so for like, for like one generation, these will be ahead, but PC will catch up probably pretty quickly. Yeah, like within the next year. Um, especially for NVIDIA. I don't know, because AMD seems to be yeah. a tra- still seems to be a trash fire when it comes to their graphics on the high end. Um, they're really good in the mid-tier. like that. But they're a much cheaper trash fire, to be fair. Yes, exactly. Um, and, and, and they're, again, in the mid-tier, they're the one to buy. Like, I wouldn't get a uh, 2070... At the moment, I'd get a fifty-seven hundred XT. Yeah, um, like if you are if you are not if you are not on a budget, Nvidia hundred percent is the way to go. Uh, oh, yeah. But if you are on a budget and trying to get the most bang for your buck for a PC, right now on both the processor and video front, uh, AMD is hundred percent the way to go. Hundred percent, yeah. So like it's gonna be it's gonna be good. But yeah, going back to your your discussion, uh, cost wise, I think that um, so this Ubisoft stuff might be telling in a, in a specific way. Like if they're moving all this stuff to cross gen. It could be this weird middle step where everyone, well, sorry, they try to sell us on the idea of the current gen still being current and the next gen just being an upgrade if you want it. <laughs> like PS4 Pro, right? Yeah. I'd hate I hate that. It's the worst way to do a generational change, you fucking assholes. Like, don't do that. Don't, don't try but to. The problem push- is if they're, if they're looking at, if, if they're looking at, at, console cost and they know that the only way they can get this out on the shelves is at six hundred dollars or more jesus christ then the only way you can push it is upgrade if you want it like if but i think 
Yeah, it's weird. It's like this weird thing where again, it's a, it's a terrible place to put developers at because at that yeah. point, like, what do they do? Like, they they need they're still at that point they are still being hindered by the previous generation tech, 100%. because that's where the install base is going to be because you're not forcing that next generation. Like, what's the purpose of all this new SSD tech and all this new blah 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 if you're just still going to be having to code to the shitty hardware on a PS4? Right at that point, like you 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 just researched all this. Um, like streaming tech, yeah, exactly. To yeah. to 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 create these these um, custom SSDs, and all you're going to use it for is faster load times because you are constrained in every other way. Exactly. by your previous hardware. So, like, I've if that's how they sell this, if they go the six hundred dollar route, selling this it as is, an upgrade, is, worst it's case, it's an entire scenario. console designed the same way that the uh, touchpad was on the PS4 controller. God, I would, that would be like the worst. Like, I would. Hate. So that's the thing. Like you might, we like Sony themselves pointed this out, which is for me funny, considering what we're discussing right now. In that they themselves pointed out that so far no generation has transferred the leader, that leadership, that pole position has never been kept, except for right. PS One to PS Two. Right, that's the only time it was ever yeah. kept. Um, but since then, that was a different world, different companies, like different Sony. <laughs> Microsoft wasn't in the even race, like it's fucking different world. Um, well, not, not only that, but like that was, you know, like you said, Microsoft wasn't in the race, so Nintendo was their only competition exactly. at that point um, um, going into the PS2. And I, guess, then, I guess Sega was still in. I'm sure. <laughs> For, they, 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 they were out pretty early in that generation. Exactly. They were still part of that generation. Um, yeah, on, on paper, Dreamcast is on the list. Um, but yeah. So, so, if Sony does it and Microsoft does it, then yeah, you could make potentially an argument that then it becomes a crapshoot as to who you buy going forward. But if, like, well, I mean, only if you're not currently playing games. I think for any of the right. rest of us, it's pretty simple because if they if they're basically the same machine, you stick with the ecosystem you're in. Yeah, exactly. And in I this mean, case, I don't, I'm not jumping to a Samsung phone because it's slightly better than my iPhone. Exactly. I'm going to stick with my iPhone. Yeah, so it's like it, it, that could be the way they they somehow stumble into still being in first place by having the yeah. least shitty option. Um, uh, yeah, it was, the games can sell me, as you pointed out. Like if you fucking have Persona Five Scramble on there, what a fucking <laughs> specifically percent i wouldn't do it but goes to shima if it looks as good as it does on ps5 then maybe I, w- I would because again we're talking about prices that are still not as expensive as a graphics card <laughs> so like we're living in clown world, right that's the it? thing that's the thing is that we also have to to realize that it has been the consoles have been around this price for a very long time yes so the <laughs> the cost of a console has not been affected by inflation the way it maybe should have been exactly and so it's like like market competition has been really good to the consumer for a number of generations right now. Um, and what we want is for that to continue. And like my best version of the future is like a 449 or $500 console. Um, that's something I would concede. Like 399 is probably not doable anymore, but 449, 500, yeah, I'm on board. Like I'll, I'll be there. 600. So the two, the, the two reasons why I think 600 is going to be where it's going to, where it's going to land. Uh, one is, because again, we're talking about what's going to be considered modern uh, hardware, mm. and that alone is yeah. going to bring a price tag with it. There's a reason why they've always worked Even one old. or two generations behind, yeah. and then 
figured out ways around that to make it just as powerful or appear just as powerful as a modern PC. Um, but the other reason too is uh, SSD storage size. Mm-hmm. If we get a four fifty or five hundred dollar console, we may get a five hundred gig SSD. I mean, yeah, like the so this is so just from the numbers they've been counting, this is almost certainly a um, what's his face a PCIe four, which is the the new one. If I'm not being or three, the the new PCIe generation. Um, which has just been uh, put into effect on modern hard, sorry, motherboards with AMD processors only. Intel hasn't even doesn't even have this yet. Um, so new PCIe, uh, new SSDs running NVMe, which is like the the highest bandwidth um, protocol for storage. Um, so a 500 gig PC SSD with those specs currently runs you like over 400 like- US dollars. Oh my god. 300 400 US dollars easy just for the SSD. And that's for a PC component, right? If you buy And that's and that's for an off the shelf one. That's not exactly. a custom one. Yeah. So like you're right. If if the, the fuck math- are they building? <laughs> like at some point you have to go, "Wow, I can't believe you did that much for $600." But I still Yeah, think no, at some point this math doesn't check out. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's uh, Well, to be fair, I bet everyone's taking a cut along the way with those SSD prices. But um, yeah, I just we'll see. I don't. I find it strange because the PC gaming community, so the gaming community in general, is getting older. I'm not talking about phone games. I'm talking about real game ass games. It's still getting older, and so like the argument can be made that many of us can afford these things if they were more expensive. But it's still. I don't think it's good. I don't think it's good for the industry. I don't think it's like you're. You're right. Like things are gonna be I, 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 held back by the last generations, and that's not what we want. We want a new generation, well, and, clean. Break. And I worry that I think the 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 way that this tech can the only way this tech can make sense to move forward like this is if we are purchasing our console hardware the same way the same way we're purchasing our phone. Sure. If you buy your console on a lease to own uh, program. Microsoft was so, experimenting though, right? They, yeah, they, they totally were. They, they 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 still are. You mm. you can buy an Xbox One. They actually, so they've actually added a new tier to that now for the Scarlet. Uh, if you buy, if if you are on that program right now or start it as of right now, because uh, the way that program works is, um, the way their upgrade thing works now is is after eighteen months of owning the Xbox One, you can then trade it in. And re-sign for another eighteen months, and get a Scarlet. Interesting. Uh, no, no word as to whether the pricing would change or how that trade-in would work or anything. Um, but they're doing another deal where if you start it right now, then after twelve months, so basically at launch of the Scarlet, you can go ahead and do that same thing. Damn. See, I, and depending on the monthly cost, that could be fine. I want to say it's like. As of right now, for the Xbox One, it's like twenty bucks a month, and what you're getting is you're getting an Xbox, uh, okay. you're getting uh, Game Pass Ultimate and Xbox Live. So it's like, it's like the classic thing where you can you can pay what fifty percent more to get it now. So so it's not it's not actually even fifty percent more because actually the way it ends up working out when you take the costs of of uh, eighteen months of Xbox Live Ultimate and and of oh yeah um, uh, Gold, 
you actually are basically getting it at cost. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. If if it includes ultimate, that's really good. That's like, and you that that brings us back to what you were saying. That yeah, if that is the if that is the pricing model going forward, that might be good. <laughs> Who knows? It's, it's the only it's the only way I could see, especially if they're going to do these half step consoles too. Mm. It's the only way I can see consumers being able to continue to afford to buy this this hardware. Yeah, Otherwise, well, what they're going to see is their consumer base is going to shrink. Exactly. It's like one of those things where, like, my, my case, my weird edge case aside, like, most people can probably afford these things. But the the problem is it's that you're choosing well, between so $600 he, for this thing. and $600 for a million other things in your life, right? It's like, they have to... Well, and the thing, the thing is, too, is, like, you're right. Like, most, most people who are already in the gaming system can afford to buy... A fairly expensive console. Yeah, but will they? Once, That's the once every five to seven years. Yeah, but with these half steps, like people have just bought Pros two years ago. Yeah, and it was new. It's about right. Two, three, and they're being asked to now buy another console that's even more expensive than that one was, and mm-hmm. that one already was more expensive than the one they bought before that. Yeah, yep. <laughs> like at some point, you're losing your fan base. Yeah, exactly. It's it's just this, and that's why I said like you're, in the long term. Race, I mean. In the long term, as that's what my initial statement was. In the long term, I don't think a six hundred dollar price point would be good for the industry. But you're right. If they switch, if they switch the subscription model, that might essentially fundamentally change how the industry works in maybe a good way. Yeah, I, I agree. In the long term, that six hundred dollar is not sustainable. But at the same time, with the direction they seem to be wanting to go with this tech, it's the only option. And you know what, like. Again, I, I, it all comes down to the games. Like, if the games don't impress me, I'm not going to buy it. But if they sell me on a console that's got a what, 500 gig NVMe SSD in it, fucking graphics way better than the PC, my PC, because my PC doesn't have uh, the latest generation of NVIDIA's tech, so it doesn't have ray tracing capability anyway. So, like, games that look far better. Um, it's confirmed I actually finally have a Blu-ray drive, so I'll finally have a fucking Blu-ray player in my house again. Um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I think it actually has a, a uh, UHD Blu-ray. Yeah, um, so I don't I actually don't have a, a UHD Blu-ray in my house. Um, so it's gonna, it's gonna. To be fair, I could just get an Xbox, or whatever. The, um, yeah, it's, if, if you're ticking off all these boxes of things you're actually giving me. Wait, hang on a second. You don't have a Blu-ray player? I don't have. Uh, no, because I put them in my PS3. You have a PS4. PS4 doesn't play like movie Blu-ray. Yes, it does. Does yes, it? it? Does. does it? Yes. Okay, yes. then I have a. Then I have that a is my Blu-ray. that is my Blu-ray player. Does it work for UHD <laughs> movies? Not UHD, no. Those are oh, that's okay. a, that's a separate format. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I don't care about. It. But nobody 1080p. buys those, so who cares? Fuck 1080p, man. But living the nobody, past. nobody buys UHD discs. <laughs> nobody, nobody buys them. <laughs> I would for like three movies, like Joker, Logan, and like maybe one other movie. <laughs> that's pretty. You know what? Logan still looks really good at 1080p. You're not wrong. You're not wrong, but it does look really. I don't. Nice even, I don't even have a 4K TV. <laughs> That sounds like a you problem. <laughs> no, that's more of a like not needing it problem because I, I mean, don't have a pro. Wrong. You're not wrong. Um, and I don't buy physical media, so I don't have any UHD Blu-rays. Like it's like, so like, I have little, and, and, and on top of that, like 4K Netflix is not 4K. So who no, the fuck it's cares? Not. No, it's not. Like it's it's so so it does I have literally good. no need for 4K. It does I, now I I know that before these next generation consoles, I probably need to try to get one. Because I don't know. They're I mean, they're so cheap now, point. so maybe. Yeah, yeah. like you, I, I saw a uh, a fifty five inch Samsung at a local store, um, for 
It was a 55 inch UHD 4K Samsung for like under $400. Nice. And it, yeah, so like so they're getting really cheap. It's like the classic thing, like with tech, you're always rewarded for waiting. <laughs> and it's up oh, to yeah, the, totally. It's up to the individual when you want to jump the ship. Like, no matter what you're talking about, graphics cards, TVs, fucking anything, your phones, you're always rewarded for waiting. But whatever. Um, and I'm talking to the guy on his second fucking 4K TV. No, whatever. But anyways, <laughs> so um, with that, though, I guess that's the, the over-under on Ubisoft. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Ubisoft. Uh, it'll be interesting seeing how those games look compared to launch PS5 games. And Yeah. Um, anyway. And with that, uh, finally... For the news segment here, uh, you, you might have thought, if you're at home, I realized that we, we hadn't even mentioned that we're going to be talking about this, so I probably have to put in the show notes. BlizzCon happened. Yeah. BlizzCon <laughs> totally happened. Was they happening, announced... I guess? It's still on. I guess going. it's still happening. Yeah. yeah I, think, I think they're doing clear, closing ceremonies right about now, as right. of the time of this recording. Right. Um, yeah, and they announced uh, exactly what the internet said they would announce. <laughs> And they and they and they had multiple occasions addressed exactly that. Yep. Uh, Jeff Kaplan, uh, the Overwatch team, actually made a comment that like he he was joking, like saying he he couldn't remember what he was uh, supposed to say, but uh, but thankfully the internet has it all outlined right here for me. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, like it's it's one of those weird things where I hate leaks too, but like. It was good finally seeing some of this stuff. Um, that that was yeah. Like I I hate leaks, but at the same time I can't look away when when they come out. Exactly. So yeah. So like whatever. I looked at all of this stuff before it ever hit. <laughs> I was on MMO Champion every day looking at all the leaks. <laughs> so Duran, uh, do you want to talk about the the Hong Kong stuff? Me, me and Noob actually did a big dress down the Hong Kong issue last week. Um. Um. So the only thing I want to address about it is in relation to. Uh, BlizzCon, mm-hmm. um, because going into BlizzCon, a lot of people were uncertain. Blizzard was very quiet. Yep. Um, after after their kind of the letter that Jay Allen Brack put out, um, and their acknowledgement that uh, they went too far with his punishment, and so they were kind of toning that down and, and toning down the punishment on the casters, mm-hmm. but explaining why they did what they did, they kind of went silent. Um, so going into BlizzCon, people were kind of c- concerned that that was going to be the last we were going to hear of it. They canceled the live Q and A's, which were, was a kind of troubling thing because it, it definitely looked like they were just trying to silence people, um, which they probably were to be mm-hmm. fair. Yep. Um, but uh, opening ceremonies uh, started and before anything, Jay Allen Brack came out and had a statement he wanted to make. Um, and for the first time, arguably very late uh they did acknowledge that what they did was wrong they were sorry he said they were sorry for um taking action too quickly and for taking too long to listen to the fans that was kind of how he put it yeah um so naturally, the internet being the internet, uh, everything was great after that, and people were fine. No, uh, it was a shit show. Um, people immediately, uh, you know, it was a non-apology. It was it meant nothing? They didn't completely reverse the the ban, so it was still Blizzard, you know, taking a knee to to China, and they didn't even mention Hong Kong or Blitzchung or any any of it. So here's. Here's what I want to say about the Hong Kong thing, and then we can move on to the rest of BlizzCon. 
Um, I think that it was good that he came out and, and actually said the words, I'm sorry. He said he took responsibility for what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, anybody who expected Blizzard to come out and say that they support Hong Kong, they support <laughs> the protesters... Yeah, fuck off. To <laughs> denounce China in any way, uh, don't live in the same world that everybody else lives yeah, in. Yeah, they, and the reason really I say that, well, the reason I say that is because uh, one very important thing to remember um, about Blizzard is that Blizzard is not a company. Mm-hmm. Blizzard is a subsidiary. Blizzard is wholly owned by Activision. Yep. It is not up to Blizzard or the employees working there, including J. Allen Brack, who they do and do not support and what they can and cannot say on their streams. That's not to say that that he does or does not support Hong Kong or that a lot of their employees do or do not support Hong Kong. I think we know that obviously some of their employees do, given the the kind of internal protests they did as well. Um, But it's not up to them and it's it's not their place to take that kind of a stand. Um, the people who are continuing to boycott Blizzard because of what they're seeing as their inaction to this whole Hong Kong thing don't understand how the world works, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of with you. I, well, um, So I, my thoughts on it would kind of be similar to yours. Well, first of all, like, so who's, a, who's that long-haired dude? Like, what, what was his actual position? J. Allen Brack, he's the president of Blizzard. President. Okay. All right. So, uh, so he's still not actually the head honcho because they'd be he, he Activision is the head guy him. of Blizzard. Yeah, but the yeah. Activision above him. Yeah. So that's, and that's, that's, what, that's, that's kind of why I started with like they are not a company yeah. of their own. Yeah. So like the, um, my thoughts on it would be, uh, first of all, my hot take from last week, and you weren't here for it, was uh, I'm actually kind of with Blizzard on this one. I don't want politics in my video games. I don't want half of a stream to be populated like with whatever i don't care what politics it is like i don't care if it's pro-america anti-america pro hong kong anti-hong kong pro pro lgbt anti-lgbt i don't need that shit in my games like i love i remember back so, in the so, day where that was not part of the conversation and i so here's the things. thing though is that um what, what i would say is that we live in 2019 mm-hmm. politics are in everything there's nothing That's a bad you can do thing. to get away from that yeah, exactly. That's the world we live in. Yeah, like, exactly. politics are in everything. Politics is, are going to be in your video games. It's, which is why I hate that's it. It's going to be how it's going to be. <laughs> which is why I hate it, and will um, continue to be happy every so time it's quashed. The reason I the reason I, I point that out is because taking the stance of saying that Blizzard is in the right because I don't want politics in my video games is to me no better than the people who are trying to um, admonish Blizzard for not taking a stance and yeah. It is not these, siding with Hong Kong these or are China. Two, um, they're they're on the same spectrum of argument. They're talking about the same thing. They're, they're both talking about policing or not policing speech, right? right. Um, so the uh, yeah, this is, and this is, comes down to a personal like ethics question and what you want in your world. Um, so, but yeah, personally, I'm with Blizzard on this point. Um, to be fair, I, I'm. I also think they're hypocrites because they don't equally enforce this point. So on that level, I'm with the people who are anti-Blizzard. It, 
it took them a while to do so, but they did when that that other college uh, team oh, yeah. held up the signs. Whatever I mean, they, I mean, they did across... enforce that, and like going forward, they are. It seems like that's they have set. They have now because of this mm. whole thing, they have set a precedent now. Like that is the enforcement. Yeah. Is if you do this thing, this is the punishment for that's it. That's the thing. I, that I don't mean prior. on on this issue. I mean across issues, right? So like the I don't think they equally enforce this point across issues, which is why I don't know if we even. We'll find out if they, for example, if the next person who goes on is like a pro LGBT person, right? Talking about trans rights and they get a ban hammer, then I'm happy. <laughs> Not because they should get banned for liking trans stuff, but because that is a equal enforcement of anti-political stances, which I do not believe well, Blizzard Sure. And, um, and what I, what, again, my argument then, my counter argument to that would be, um, you can't hold anything against them that they have not yet done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we'll, that, we'll that have to see how this... Come up yet. Yeah, we'll have to that see how That issue hasn't come out. up yet, so you can't, you can't say that they aren't willing to or aren't enforcing yeah. it across the board because exactly. that just hasn't come up before. Exactly. So all I can say at the moment is that I suspect they will not be even-handed across issues, and that, I think, is fair. And also think that I'm with them on this. Well, I think I think uh, I think some of it depends because, like, the, like your example, I think might not be the best example for that because when it comes to like LGBT uh, rights, that's not an inherently um, political view one way or the other. Because what you have is you have on one side people who are fine with all that, and on the other side you have bigots. <laughs> Whoa, I'm going to say it is inherently political and leave it there. <laughs> Let's not go further um, than that because it is inherently, it's not necessarily partisan or bipartisan. It is not necessarily along those lines, but it is necessarily political. Um, so yeah, it will be curious to see how that stuff is enforced. Uh, but no, I, I, I'm with them. And so when it comes to this guy apologizing, uh, my problems with it aren't in fact that he goes over and says whatever. He was never going to be pro Hong Kong, and I don't even know. And you're right; I don't think any Western no. company is in the right place to weigh in. And, on and that, that was issue. kind of that was kind of the other point I wanted to make too. Is is the people who are trying to say you know that they're con- continuing to boycott Blizzard, they're canceling their um, accounts and all this other shit? Like, mm. guess what? You know, wake up to the real world. If that's if that's your stance fucking sell off every single material exactly. possession you own yeah, because every they were company. all made by companies who do this exact same thing. Precisely. All companies are evil. <laughs> like that it, all... it is a it is an unfortunate reality <laughs> reality that we that we just live with. Yes. Because we we own things. Exactly. Um your I think the it is your choice whether you want to speak with your dollar but um and sure and there are definitely times and places to to do absolutely that yes but to single out a single company over a political issue like this in particular mm-hmm. um is at well, it's, best incredibly narrow-minded yeah it's and it's... makes you appear as though you are oblivious to the world around you. Well, I, I think it's, to the it's world not, you live in. I think the second one's more accurate. I think it's not that it's narrow-minded, is that people don't realize, well, a lot of these people are young, first and foremost. We're talking about like, like where we're 20-somethings and younger, 
right? Like these guys. No, there, so there were people out protesting at BlizzCon, and oh, there were oh, people. Those people. Much older. Uh, I don't mind that. Again, I have nothing against protesting, but <laughs> you're right. Like th- those people, those people should know better. Those people should know. Like looking at them, just looking at their faces, like all of you should know better than to be here, because everyone. Well, and, so, and here's the thing: <laughs> is if you want to protest, support for for Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Don't do it at BlizzCon. Yeah, what are you doing? Go protest in front of the fucking White House. Exactly. Like, how, yeah, how about you protest it? Protest where it actually matters. <laughs> yeah, closer where to the, the actual people issue. Who actually matter are also ignoring the issue. Uh huh. If you're gonna protest, protest there. Don't protest at a fucking video game. Exactly. Convention. So like, there's there's like levels of I don't know what to call it as I'm stupid. There's level of stupids happening here that are that are, and that's probably a bit mean to say, but I, I think people have like a. Well, yeah, you're right. They're, they're, in that case, I'd say they're narrow-minded. They're, they're focused on a topic in the industry they care about when not realizing that, A, that industry is, in this case, entertainment. We're talking about an entertainment industry and therefore not really important. Um, but, B, that the actions towards the thing they actually care about are entirely, they're entirely yeah, I guess, different from what you're doing. Narrow-minded maybe was incorrect. Narrow-sighted, I would yeah, say. Yeah, So, like, um, anyway, so, so yeah, overall, I'd, I'd say that he... So my problems weren't the fact whatever his political inclinations were of that of that statement. I don't like it when people say something along the lines of "I will take accountability" with no description of actions to that. Like, in what way are you taking accountability? You're not actually right. Doing, well, especially given that, like, especially given that, like, he said the words "actions speak louder than words." Yeah, and then didn't. And then there were no actions. It wasn't like no he actions. said. <laughs> That we're going to reverse the bans, or exactly. going forward, you know, we're going to allow free speech on on our. Which it seemed like maybe that's what he was kind of leaning towards. Is maybe, but he didn't say it. We're kind of hinting at is like going forward, we're not going to punish for this because we were wrong to do so. Exactly. You but if that's the case, like they should have also one, they should have outlined that, and two, they should have also said like, hey, and with that, we're going to completely remove these bans because exactly. we, were, we were wrong to hand them out. Yeah. So like the. So you're right. It was. It, it wasn't was, as far as they should have gone. I mean, it was the things. The things like I, I don't care where they should. Have, well, new last week was very insightful because he works in public relations, essentially. Mm. Um, so he made the point of it's all about messaging in cases like this because everyone's evil and we all know they're evil and all. They, all the, right. The only thing that matters is how much of the public, how much that curtain is drawn back, and you see the darkness on the other side, right? So the the public is happy when they're when the curtain is closed, uh, and you have to. And the right. job is in PR is to keep the curtain closed as long as physically possible. <laughs> yeah, the, the public is fine until you start hearing about things like. Uh, um, Social wokeness being described in chits that you can save up for a, a rainy day. Oh God! Uh, okay. When things go bad. Yeah. So, so like the, so yeah. Keep the curtain closed. So for so for me, it was all about messaging. He said so. He sounded sincere and he looked sincere when he spoke. So at that point, I was with him, right? Mm-hmm. But he did not ascribe any actions. Um, and so f- because of that one fact, the entire thing meant nothing to me. Not because, like, I guess the admission of fault is something in the grand scheme of whatever. But to me personally, he's right. Actions speak louder than the words. And I was expecting him to follow that sentence with an action, and he didn't. And that's all that so matters. So here's, here's why, to me, um, what he, that whole apology was enough for me to feel like, okay, hmm. we can move forward now. 
and when and if this comes up again, I'll be curious to see how they handle it. Yeah. Is because you're right. He didn't say enough, but at the same time, knowing the position that he's in and the position that company is in within the larger company, I feel like he said as much as he could possibly yeah. say. Maybe they haven't decided what they're doing yet, which is fair. because I don't mean that. I mean, like, that is, like, as far as he went was as far as Activision was al- allowing him to go. Also possibly true. While still trying to keep the China money. Yeah, so so both of these things might be true, and and these things could be these are complex issues. Like there's reasons, and me and New pointed this out last week, where like it's obvious that the smart thing to do is something Activision, sorry, Blizzard is not doing. So the smart companies just have a fucking separate version of the game in China. They have a separate fucking whole community in China, and they just slice everything down from there. And you're okay. That's a crazy world. We're gonna do things that way there. This is a crazy world. We're going to do things. Differently I mean, here. they've so they've they've done that sort of in the past, and they have that for a lot of their games. There yeah. are a lot just not follow with China and not um, um, not but some of the bigger games. With this in particular, um, it it wouldn't work in general because even if that was the case, because actually they're not the ones publishing it in China. Uh, mm. Tencent is. Tencent is yeah. Um, but the problem is that if Blizzard were to side with Hong Kong with this whole thing, not have punished him, gone the route that everyone wanted them to go, it wouldn't matter how separate those things were. They would immediately lose the Chinese market. We saw how China reacted to NBA. Blizzard and Activision were trying to do everything they could to make sure that didn't happen to Mm -hmm. them. And so, like, yeah, it's it's a complex, multi-factor issue. Yeah, it's not to say that that's okay, but that's business. Yeah, so it's like it's... Uh, this is the world. That's the that's world we live in. Yeah, that's the world. That's the world we live, we live in that most of us never see. Yeah. So I hate that world, but that doesn't <laughs> change the fact that this is the world we live in. Um, right. Anyway, so that's we've we've gone way too far and deep on that. Point is, he said stuff, and that was the start of his. <laughs> he, he said. Well, the point is, he said stuff, and it seemed to resonate with the crowd, and the rest sure. of BuzzCon yeah. pretty much went on without incident. Me and Noob actually called. Um, I think my actually, I'm not sure of Noob. So, but we pretty much called something similar to this. It was either on the show or just before the show, where I was like, "Yeah, they're gonna, they're either gonna stay absolutely silent on it, and everyone's gonna forget because of." And there's the, no the way they could have. Um, the best no case scenario, the best case scenario was this, where just they just say kind words and everyone just kind of warms to them, which is what happened. And the one that wasn't gonna happen was them actually like acting in favor of Hong Kong. We both were like, "That's not happening. <laughs> no, <laughs> Don't be crazy." No. So yeah, this is like the best of all worlds. That's the thing. Like, kind of you know, <laughs> the thing, like going back a little bit before we move on, real quick. Uh, Epic came out and 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 uh, uh, Tim Sweeney came out and said, yeah. like, oh, you know, just you know, w- for us, as long as I'm in control, we're never going to silence our our um, players and blah blah blah. Again, making themselves out to look like the white knight of the game industry. <laughs> you're a fucking privately owned company. You can uh, do whatever the fuck you want to do. You don't have shareholders. Of I mean, course you're going to say that. Even then. like I, I, get, fucking I, mean, fruit. I point to the above of actions speak louder than words. So he, you can say all the fuck you want until <laughs> it actually happens. And then we'll see. So we'll but see. But the thing is, like, he, you know, he's probably right. Because, again, he personally owns yeah, he does, yeah. half that company. Yeah. So they can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, Tencent has a large stake in the company. It's like 40-something percent. Mm-hmm. But he still wholly owns the company. Yep. If Tencent were to try and get out, he could just buy up those stocks. Mm-hmm. Especially with how much money. Because he has making. Fortnite money right now. Yeah, especially with that. Because of the position he's in, he can say that and not have any, and I have to worry about, about the repercussions of it. Yeah. 
Blizzard is not in that position. Yeah, Blizzard's not in that position. So to try and compare the two is ridiculous. Sony's not in that position. Like no, no, none. Of, most of these companies are in positions where they cannot work, uh, even if they wanted to, and that's questionable in general. Against China, like you, 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 all these companies have ties to China, and, and this is a and me and New brought this up again, and cut it short because it's deeper politics. But like, we are living in a world where we're very interestingly interconnected when it comes to economic boundaries versus um, law boundaries versus social boundaries, right? And, oh yeah, the the yeah. The, uh, the the economic um, vines that that intertwine this world, I think, is yeah. or one of, one of the reasons why there has not been enough or two. So you, you broke no, up there. Nope. It's one of the reasons why there's not been another major war since World War exactly. II. Exactly, yeah. The, because nobody can afford to do it. Yeah, it's it's... It's curious, uh, and, and and I'm gonna, and the last point on that I will say that um, working in defense, people in defense realize this, and we don't know we don't know what the future is <laughs> because because <laughs> we're like we can make suggestions of how to not do not have this be like crazy going forward, but it's the government especially right that. now with the way our country is going. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. Anyway, and with that, uh, Duran. Um, which of these three topics, in terms of major BlizzCon announcements, do you want to talk about first? Uh, I'll quickly go over the WoW stuff because it's not going to be as popular to as many people that would probably listen to us based on our own tastes and anyone who would still be around listening to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason I wanted to bring up WoW, because uh, we didn't have it originally on our show notes, uh, was because they're doing a couple of interesting things with this uh, upcoming expansion. Um, so this last expansion... Uh, didn't do well for them really uh for the first time their sub numbers dropped below final fantasy 14s they have gone i believe below 1 million active subs oh wow hit a point where classic was actually had more active subs than jeez. wow jeez okay. um so they're doing some different things with this upcoming expansion um one thing is uh so they're 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 finally implementing a level squish um, which basically what that means is when 9.0 hits live, your character will suddenly go from level 120 down to level 50. Interesting. And the, the next expansion will have you going from 50 to 60. Um, oh. With that, they're also completely redoing how they're handling forward. Uh, they're adding a new introductory leveling zone that goes from 1 to 10. Uh, and it's a new, whole new area, whole new story they're adding along with it, including a mini dungeon at the end of it, uh, to kind of acclimate new players to the systems of the game, um, and before it dumps them into the the game proper. Now, going into the game proper, and, and with that uh, leveling zone, that's that's required for new players. Um, if you are an existing player who is playing an alt, um, you can choose to do that, or you can choose to do one of the original leveling zones as well. Um, Post level 10 from uh, 20 through 50, if you are a new player, you will automatically go into Battle for Azeroth content, which is what the current expansion is, what, what at the time will be the previous expansion. Um, and you will do that content from 20 to 50. And then from there, you'll jump into the new content. Huh. Um, if you are a returning player playing an alt, instead, after you hit level 10, you go to uh, this character in the game who is basically like a a time dragon and it's a character they've used to do like uh, 
events that took place in the past and to have you live through them. They did some like Warcraft three uh, missions that you actually play through, and wow, it's actually kind of cool. Um, as well okay. as uh, they're the ones who control like you being being able to go back and do like old dungeons and all that. So what you'll do is you go you go to that person and you get to choose which expansion you want to play through. So you hit level ten and you decide I want to play through Miss Pandaria, and so you'll be teleported to the Miss Pandaria area. You'll play through that from twenty to fifty, and then move on to the next expansion. At any point, you can leave that and go do a different one. But the idea is to allow you to see the entirety of the story of an expansion without making you play through every single expansion the game has released. Interesting. Wow. Um, I think and, and, and with the level squish, the other thing that comes with that too is that now every level will have a reward. So currently with 120 levels in the game, there are plenty of levels where you level up and nothing happens. Okay. Um, because there's just not enough abilities in the game. There's not, there's no talents anymore. That whole thing is, is weird. Yeah. Um, with doing this, it kind of scrunches that all back down again mm. and you will get something for every single level. Cause as they say, this is an RPG. That's what's supposed to happen. when We level up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing they're going to do as well is, um, for leveling alts. Um, another issue you run into is you're leveling the alt up and your whole thing is trying to get to that max level so that you can actually start getting your progression going for endgame. Um, they're going to implement features, and I'm not exactly sure what this means or how this is being implemented, but they're implementing features that will allow you to start working towards your progression while you're leveling that alt. So that by the time you hit max level um, and are ready to do in-game content, you're, you're a lot more ready to jump into that stuff than you were before as a fresh max level character. So a lot of things that they're implementing just to kind of ease that leveling process, um, make the game just kind of feel more smooth than it currently mm-hmm. is. Do you, um, are people? What's the community reaction? Seems like overall very positive to that. Okay, good. All right, cool. Uh, that that was something that they themselves were very worried about. Talked about for quite a while now. Um, because they've done like stat squishes, but at some point they're like, we, you know, we're looking at this. We know this needs to happen at some point. These numbers are getting really big. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's taking, like they said, like, right now, 120 levels, it takes you hundreds of hours to get there. Jeez. Um, that's not okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> so they, 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 they needed to do something. They just weren't sure exactly how to implement it in a way that it doesn't feel like you just lost something by doing that. It's a lot easier to do, to do a stat squish where the numbers just go down, but to just take those levels away from the player was a hard thing for them to figure out to do to make it feel good. And I think combining that with this new leveling experience, I think is what's going to help a lot with making that feel okay. Hmm. Um, one other thing they're adding for endgame is an infinite tower dungeon. It's like tower climbing sort of thing where like each level of it is uh, procedurally generated. And um, you kind of fight your way up the tower, getting better and better rewards the higher you go up. Um, Final Fantasy XIV sort of has something similar, but it's not for in-game, so it seems like this is something a little different than that, so they're not just stealing that whole cloth. Hmm. Uh, but they are definitely taking a um, a page out of their book, I think, for implementing something like this. Interestingly, uh, this is the first expansion being released where they are not, at least as of now, like... BlizzCon's basically over, and they haven't said anything. They're not releasing any new races or classes. Uh, usually, in previous right. expansions, they've always alternated. One expansion will have a new race. The next one yep. will have a new class. Um, I think the one of the biggest reasons for that is this seems to be the kind of 
fix everything expansion. So they're putting a lot of work into systems um, to just make the game more fun well, to yeah, play. And I think I think that doesn't leave them a lot of work to design new classes does, and rebalance that. This mean that people with a with a level squish. Does this mean people have to re-level up themselves, or does that? <laughs> No, no, no. When I say the level squish, so the new max level, like the highest level you're going to be after this expansion comes out, and you hit and you level through this expansion, is going to be sixty. That's right, going to be the new. You max said they level. were everyone being put down to fifty, right? Was that kind of the thing? And you then fifty is going to. So right now the max level is one hundred and twenty. Right. Fifty is going to be the new one twenty. Yeah, and then the, the what you're capable of doing levels. is not going to change. Right. Yeah, and then then they'll have a new ten levels. So I guess that's yeah. the thing. That's yeah, like every expansion adds adds more levels to level up, so that, that's yeah. not going to change. Yeah. Um. But uh, the other thing too is is with this last last expansion, they added a new a new approach to doing races called allied races. Okay. And what it essentially was is rather than designing whole new races from the ground up, um, what they would do is is they would say they save themselves a lot of work by using skeletons that already existed in the game. Yeah. And creating new models to put over them, and having that be the new race. So, like okay. for instance, uh, the first ones they released were the uh, the Magar orcs, which are the uncorrupted orcs, the brown mm-hmm. orcs. Um, on the the horde side, and then on the alliance side, it was the sorry, those were the first ones. Uh, but on the alliance side, it was the Kaltiran humans, which are basically um, big humans. Okay. Um, yeah. But they're using existing models, so the Magar orcs were using literally just orcs. Um, they've added uh, dark iron dwarves, which are like the like black skin, red eyes, fiery beard. Right. It's literally just a dwarf model, but a whole, but a different skin on it. Mm-hmm. They've 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 kind of gone outside that and got a little bit more interesting with them. So like the most recent ones they added were for the horde. They added the Volpira race, which are these little like fox people. Okay. Um, and then for the alliance, they added mechanomes. Mechanomes obviously are just using the model or the skeleton for the gnomes, um, but with a an interesting new model because uh since they have mechanical pieces gear doesn't show up on those pieces mm. so they're they're it's kind of an interesting there was actually apparently a different tech they had to create in order to do that but for the volpira they're actually just using the goblin skeleton and you can kind of tell by the way that they move around their ears are similarly designed mm. they're just furry instead of scraggly looking um so they, they you know the, they added void elves to the um to the alliance before and they're literally just using blood elf uh skeletons and animations for that so like they're able to reuse a lot of stuff and just put a new skin on it um and give it some racial abilities and call it a new race and so because of that they've added a ton of allied races over the course of this current expansion and most likely that's the direction they're going to go in the upcoming expansion as well so like rather than adding one new race that is wholly new they have to design from the ground up They'll add a handful of these allied races over the course of the expansion. All right, sure. Yeah. Um, but was, so the other interesting thing, and this is the last thing we can. Okay, thank God. Um, is <laughs> that they changed the pricing model of it? Okay. So they put out a lower version. The expansions have been costing fifty bucks. Okay. And then like seventy, I think, for the deluxe. Um, and those versions still exist. The $50 version, the $60 version, I think it's 50 now, um, comes with a level 120 boost, um, as well as a pet and something else. The more expensive one also comes with a mount. 
Um, but they're putting out a base version that literally just gets you the expansion, no boosts, no extras, and that one's only uh, 40 Okay. All right. Sure. So I think a lot of this is them adjusting to um, the issues and the complaints they had with. And, and there were, there's a ton of systems they're, they're putting in that are definitely answers to uh, issues players had with the previous expansion mm. that I, I didn't, didn't even go into. But like, this seems like the expansion that one is trying to address a lot of the players' issues that they had over the last expansion, and two, the expansion that is just going to kind of fix the playability of the game. Um, the issue people are having really when it comes like systems and stuff, everyone's totally down for. Um, where people are hesitant is the story it is not really catching people, which I can kind of get. Looks dumb. Looks dumb. Sorry, I, I, that's the only part I can remotely. Like weigh in on is that it just I don't like um see I have no investment in, and no understanding of anything that was going on so I'm just purely looking at this from a storyteller's perspective and anytime, just, they've held on to Sylvanas too long and I mean, and, and the other thing too yeah. is like so but they this is the second time that they have uh, broken the glass in case of emergency <laughs> um, last time was in Legion. Prior to Legion, like the previous expansion before that, things did not go well. Uh, mm -hmm. People didn't like it. So Legion, they broke glass in case of emergency and brought back Illidan because everyone fucking loves Illidan <laughs> from uh, Warcraft 3. Uh -huh. So they brought him back even though he was supposed to be dead. Yeah. Um, did people? Oh, no, in prison. That? Sorry, he was in prison. Oh, yeah. That was that was okay. honestly probably one of their best expansions. Because people like um, I guess. He's pretty cool. Well, they also had really good systems too. Right. But... It, it was a legitimately fun expansion to play. Hmm. Um, but this one here, they're they're breaking the glass again for emergency because they're bringing back the Lich King. See, that was the part that I'd hated. Like, that's... that's. I know nothing about World of Warcraft, but I think the Lich King as a concept is sick and totally badass, and I hate it when the new bad guy just makes the old bad guy look like a chump. To be fair, so a lot of people had took issue with that with that in particular because like Sylvanas has never been powerful enough to be able to just fucking wreck the Lich King. Mm -hmm. Um but to be fair, the power she's using is not her own. Right. She she has been given the powers of an old god. Sure. So sure. like sure. she is far beyond uh yeah she's a god more powerful than anybody else in in the game right now yeah it just it's just that it's just from a storytelling perspective i can see why that doesn't wash well like it doesn't matter well, especially especially because like they made her the war chief of the horde after their last war chief like they literally had a raid called the siege on orgrimmar mm. where you went in to go and kill the old war chief they fucked up his death because they didn't even let the players kill him they brought in thrall to do it um, and then they had her take over. Well, they had a, a they had a troll take over. Shit happened to him. Then mm -hmm. she took over. So she became the war chief of the horde. And then now it just seems like they're doing the same fucking thing because now she's become the bad guy. Mm -hmm. And now she's left the horde. Mm -hmm. And now the horde again has no war chief again because they ran into the same fucking problem they ran into before. It's the writing in WoW is uh, disastrous at best. I, I mean, yeah. So. Uh, so in the end, it all that matters to me is, is the is the community happy? And it sounds like they are. Like they they seem. It's like not the, the community story, is is cautiously optimistic. From what I've okay. been gathering on the MMO champion forums, a lot of people are in the wait and see camp right now. Cool. I think it's a smart place to be in general nowadays. 
And with that, Duran, that's the Warcraft minute. <laughs> the interminable. Yeah, that was that was supposed to be the short one. These other two will actually be shorter than that because they didn't put out very much information on them. No, no. Um, okay, let's talk about this. This let's get Overwatch to. Actually, no. You know what? Let's do Diablo Four first because I'm interested yeah. in that one, and I can zone out again for Warcraft. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. That, let us know what happened. Do this. So. Year. Real quick, uh, going back to Diablo 3's launch, uh, the reception of Diablo 3 was not great, right? I think Curiously, yeah. Like it's 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 funny what what the lens of history does to people's minds because uh, people don't remember. Well, many people do not remember right now that when Diablo 3 was announced, aside from the auction house stuff, we, we all can agree that's garbage, right? That's that was a whole well, yeah. that was a big misstep. That was a terrible idea. Yeah, that, that whole that fucked the whole game for a long time, but then they fixed it, right? So, um, so people forget how much of the reception of Diablo three was anti the art style, anti mm-hmm. the changes that they made. Um, it was too bright. It was kitty Diablo. Yeah, it was. And yeah, just it's like people hated. People it. did not like the look of that game at all. Exactly. Like, and it's funny because nowadays I think that game has aged very well. Like just because they made oh, those 100%. decisions, it looks. It still looks good. Like even now. Um, because it's that cartoony, interesting art style, like it's, it, I think it actually looks better in many ways than well, sorry, it definitely looks better than WoW because that's not difficult, but it's better than a lot of old MMOs that came out at the same period, um, just because it is that isometric. You're further from the detail, so the detail can wash out with the art style, and it's, it's an easy way to get some of that. That's yeah, cool. I think that the. Uh... The, the the character model and more more importantly the gear the character mm. wears could have been a lot better even Definitely. for the time. Definitely. It looked muddy as shit. Yep. Yep. And still yep. does. Still does. Um but yeah, no, it, it, it turned out to be a a decent enough art style. Some people are still hating on it, whatever. Absolutely. Um but it definitely seems to have have shaken Blizzard. Mm. Um because the number of times the guy said the word dark on stage while they were talking about Diablo 2. Right. I lost I lost count. So at, at one point he even he even asked the audience, that's dark, right guys? Oh god. So so like, when just like at, like looking for affirmation <laughs> from the from the audience like we made this dark enough, uh, right? Like you guys, you guys are cool with this, right? Like this isn't like last time. And, and you don't need a film for this one. Who are they all right, so when they came out, this is like same thing straight off that speech at the top. And the first um, to my recollection, the first thing they showed was Diablo 4. Uh, maybe it was yes, a, they showed the yeah. CG trailer for it. Yeah, so the CG trailer, um, in my humble opinion, um, was beautiful trash, and that's this is this is might be controversial. I don't know how what else thinks about this trailer, but um, it was it was purely a tone trailer. It was pure tone. It was so in terms of like um, the like was it directed well? Yes, um, it was a bit. It was a bit derivative but that's diablo like that's blizzard if you look at it overall like most blizzard stories are good but derivative so, and there's nothing wrong oh, yeah. with being a derivative um if it's well executed nothing wrong like nathan my one of my favorite franchises is uncharted and that's derivative as fuck but it's it's done well right so it's um so there's nothing wrong with being derivative but it, it was one of those cases where um it didn't you could have said um bad guy hell game at the end of that instead of Diablo 4, and I'm like, yep, yeah, sure, all right, cool. So there was nothing Diablo about that opening, which is what I really well, didn't like about it. 
um, Lilith was a very well from yeah. uh, Diablo 2. So mm. that the whole thing was setting her up. Like she is the yes. main antagonist of this yes, game. Yes, she is. And, and, so the, and whole, the whole the whole trailer was setting up the the antagonist. Yeah, and for, it's funny. And, like, and, and I think and like I think you're right. It is a, it is a tone trailer mm. because the whole tone of it was. Do you guys remember Diablo two? Exactly, because what I found out when I watched that trailer was. I don't remember Diablo 2 at all. Same. 100 fucking percent. I don't know who the fuck Lilith is. Yeah, I was like, who the fuck? But, who cares about this chick? Um, is But oh. that trailer looked fucking great. Oh, yeah. Like, visually beautiful. And honestly, like, had me ready for whatever the fuck the game was going to be. I, I mean, not because so much the thing the is, because the thing is, is, is while I agree that Diablo three looks totally fine, I never had a problem with the lack of darkness or anything. Hmm. Um, at the same time, I was it was welcome seeing them going back to the kind of a gothic feel yeah, of the, Diablo, the, which yeah. Diablo three one hundred percent lost one hundred percent. That was gone. It used to be gothic horror, and it, it yeah, became and, and, and so it was nice. It was nice to see it going back to gothic horror. Yeah, and so that had me sold on it. It was like, cool, we're going back to that style of thing. That's yeah. what I want out of another Diablo. I mean, it's just that's an important point. So, so people at home, it, it went from gothic horror to dark fantasy, and let's say those are different yeah. genres, and they do not feel the same. They don't look the same, and that's that was the big change. So, for, so you're right. Like it tone wise, it did set the exact tone that they were going for. Whether that's for you is up to you personally. Personally, like I don't mind either way. Um, I have very fond memories of Diablo two playing the Diablo two story. I don't remember anything from it. <laughs> I remember mm-hmm. Tyrael, and he was sick. But aside from that, I don't know. Um, he went to hell. I don't know. Baal was a. Th- I don't know. The, the many things happened in that story. Yeah, I, I, I remember. I remember little bits. Of- of that game exactly and so like i remember a lot of the beginning and not so much of the end yeah so if if their only intent which it seemed like it was was to set the tone um mm-hmm. yeah sure then that's that's what they did and it's, and it's funny like if you compare this to for example um so where i would say why i think it's trash and it might be too no, no i don't think it's too harsh it's, it's how i feel um so if, like, comparing this trailer to a very similar trailer which is um, the first trailer for The Last of Us Part 2 is literally just a camera zooming to a house until it gets to Ellie, who's just playing guitar while Joel walks into the fucking room. That's it. That's all the trailer was. It was pure tone, right? Um, And the difference between these two, they both conveyed tone. One, the uh, Last of Us linked it to pa- characters we cared about, and this linked it to characters only a very few people care about, specifically. Well, to be fair, I don't think that that's necessarily a, a great comparison because there are no characters like that in the Diablo I'm, aside from maybe Tyrael. Yeah, there's Tyrael, and the other ones are dead, right? So De- Kane is dead. Yeah, Tyrael's Kane's dead. N- yeah. Um, what's her I, name? The, the, the one that became Diablo in Diablo she's 3, dead. she's dead. Yeah, and it's, like everyone's it's, dead except for Tyrael. Exactly. So it's like it was one of those things where um, I don't know what they could have done for Diablo's. And, and and to be fair, to be fair, I think that is more so. I think that is more so on you and me because Lilith, a hundred percent, is a is a character people care about. People yeah, who are way into Diablo. Yes, they felt that way about Lilith the way you felt about seeing Ellie in that trailer. Yeah, I think like I was watching a. Uh, so the way I experienced this show was by watching a live stream with a comment like this. This guy I watched who does gaming coverage. He was commenting over it, um, and he he called it when um, I think they walked into the tomb, and the dude like the 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 black priest guy was like looking around the tomb 
and he saw like mm. the design on the floor and he's like oh it's lilith i'm like what the fuck <laughs> i was like what the fuck are you talking about what's this <laughs> to be fair that part had been spoiled like lilith being a part of it had oh okay spoiled. had it okay cool maybe maybe yeah. that's that's why how he knew but yeah uh, I, uh, I knew about the name before the trailer came out so right. it definitely was spoiled because i didn't so know who the fuck go. that was yeah so for me and that's the thing it, it, it's curious to me like what's the the crossover is between people who care about lilith and people who don't because i think a lot of people well so I, I think the thing is i think i think the thing is that is that um, I think I think that trailer I think was sm- smartly made, and the reason mm. I say that is because for people who don't care about Lilith, it was a really good tone piece. Yeah, it was. It, it set, set the set, set up exactly what kind of world this game is going to take place in. Yes, and for those of us who played Diablo three, it let us know this is a very different world than what we played in before. Yes, that's for people who 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 I think this was was largely made for mm. the hardcore Diablo fans. It was a tone piece to let them know. We're yeah. coming back to our roots, and I think we're coming back to what you guys wanted us to make. This is one of those things where I, so I just stepping back for a second. I think that in terms of if Blizzard was purely going for money, they would have just done more Diablo three. Not 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 not, not, not just yeah, not just like well, and an we'll get there, but, but they like, kind of did. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so they they will get there, but I mean, like they would have had Diablo four have the same tone. It would have had many touchstones that that you like areas maybe you recognize something it would be a far more Diablo 4 if Blizzard only cared about money but Diablo 4 would be more closely related to Diablo 3 it seems like where they went is where the development team felt passion for because that's what I got from the guy on stage and the interviews afterwards is that they wanted to go back to gothic horror which is why they and the core like the deepest core of the community liked gothic horror which is what Mm -hmm. they're that's the resonance that's happening here so they make they're essentially taking a chance by going back to gothic horror which i think is good like good for them like go for the thing that you're passionate about because you'll make a better product hopefully taking a chance yes and no because now getting to the gameplay videos we saw yes um this is diablo 3 yo i (sighs) so it, it like visually you know what it looks like it looks like an HD up-res Diablo 3. Like, good oh models. God. Like, it looks good. Like, don't get me wrong. It does look good. No, see, I'm, I'm the opposite. I think it looks terrible. <laughs> it is a sharp-looking <laughs> Diablo 3 it's, with a filter on it. I'm like, what are you... I don't see what you're seeing. Because, I, I, it for me, it was... Um, so, okay, there's two... This We have to talk about this in, in a couple layers, right? Um, art style is the first layer. And I think that um, the tone of the art style definitely comes across. It feels like dark, like uh, gothic horror. Um, totally does not look like Diablo three at all. It, lo- it looks like, we, especially just with the, just look at the trees. The trees look more realistic. Uh, like the it doesn't look cartoony at all. In many cases, horses look like horses. They don't look like cartoon horses. Um, the only part that looks cartoony is the spell effects, and those actually look very Diablo three. It's very interesting, kind of that that. Um, and then uh, that could very well be they're also super super yeah it could be like them just have the yeah um so that's that's one element of it and i think tonally i think it's fine and then we talk about then we talk about technically and technically i don't i'm not with you i don't see what you're seeing like to me that looked old like the even like the hands on the character models look bad like the when, when i say sharp i mean like like the 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 um the textures definitely seem much sharper than Diablo three. Yes, yeah, hundred percent. Look, the character models look really, really good. 
Yeah, the textures uh, are... Which I, to me is a huge thing going from three to four. I would say the textures look good. I think the character models look bad. Like I think they're too low res. Um, the like, every, the 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 wolves, for example, didn't they? They just look like good textures on bad models. Like this, and again, it's early. So you're right. It's an early. These are early. Yeah. This is early footage. So like, maybe you're probably like, like when they were t- they, I was listening to an interview and they were talking. Sorry, and right now, when it comes to, sorry, uh, I was watching an interview and they were talking about the. Uh, they had a question about the end game. Hmm. Um, and the way the guy put it, they are currently, uh, when it comes to end game, they're at the philosophy phase. <laughs> Damn. Okay. They have an idea of what they want the end game to be. Right. Cool. This I game think... is not coming out anytime soon. Yeah, this is, this is so early. And they said so. Like they said, like, this is, this is not coming out soon. This is not even coming out blizzard soon. Yeah. And you know what? I think, it, we, we just talked about this with Ghost of Tsushima, right? Take your time. <laughs> Make a good game. Yeah, totally. Take 100% your time. take your so, time. So I just linked something in the in the chat. And, and so there you can kind of see what I mean. Like the, the um, And sorry for the people at home, but there's a... Uh, if you look up the skill point system for Diablo 4, they've put out images regarding the skill point system. And, mm-hmm. um, and someone pointing out to Durin here is that there's an image here of a barbarian. No, a druid standing on a rock. Um, in a, in obviously a dungeon, right? So the texture of that rock looks incredible, and I'll agree. But his model looks fucking terrible, <laughs> and that's what I'm kind of saying. You can see where it is. There's like some unfinishedness. So maybe it is just unfinishedness, but to me, it looks bad. Like it actually looks straight uh, bad. Well, so here's what I say: is I think there might be some level of unfinishedness there, um, but I think also some of that of what you're looking at might actually be the style. Because looking looking mm-hmm. at it, like this is the first time I've actually seen just a, a screenshot of it. I've just been watching videos up to this mm. point. This art style looks what I would describe as painterly. Yeah. It's, it's, it is a kind of mixture of painterly and ultra real because you have like that high yeah. texture. It's high like, yeah, it's like high res painterly. Yeah. It's, very, it's um, interesting. And so with that, looking at the character model, I don't, I don't know that I necessarily agree that it's low quality. Hmm. Um, I think that it is kind of the stylized nature of it. Yeah. And yeah, definitely the colors. Cause that's, that's the other thing too. When I said like a filter, literally the entire game looks like it has a desaturated. Yeah, it does. It. Yeah. And, um, to help make it look darker. Yeah. Not as color- Cause like that was <laughs> literally, that was a complaint people had was that Diablo three was too colorful. Yeah. And so it literally looks like they just put a desaturation filter over the whole fucking game. So no one could complain that this thing is too colorful. And, and, this, and I think they, looks like. and, and, and you're right, this is early. And I think they went too far. Cause there's points where like, I find it difficult to see the, like the good thing about a colorful art style is you can see where the fuck the enemies are. Right, and you can see where you're aiming at, and you can see all that stuff. Yeah, that's one thing I will say. Like, I hope that some of the UI stuff is definitely placeholder because, like, the mm. names above uh, enemies yeah. can be really hard to make out. Yeah, definitely, especially with everything. But again, like that's something that's super early. Yeah, super early. So, yeah. the, um, that's all. So, so my my main takeaway was I don't know who the fuck Lilith is, and I don't like this. I don't necessarily hate it. I don't like it though. But when I kept the more I saw of it. Um, the more I kept thinking, so this looks, I think if this came out this year, it would look possible and I'd, 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 I'd care more about how it plays, but this game is early development and it's going to be coming out post PS5 era. So it's, it has uh, to look better than this. It has to look better than I don't, this. I, I don't know. I don't know that it will. I think that this might come out like late next year. 
Interesting. I, I, I'm betting 22, 23. Is, is is my gut feeling? Oh, there's no way. There is no way. It's I mean, you're right. Out. Like they're already showing it, so maybe it's they weird. they announced it two years ago. Yeah, so may, maybe it's twenty. Your so your bet's twenty. I'm betting. 20, and, they've, and they've already two. and they've already said they've been working on this thing for years. Mm, but they did reset it a couple times, right? Sure, and we so, know that, but obviously they yeah. they didn't say that out loud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, this I don't. I mean, they're already showing off classes, so maybe they are closer. We'll see. Yeah, they have three of the five. There's only five classes in the game. Yeah, yeah, and, and they uh, already are showing off three of them. Exactly. Uh, so, and it's so I'm curious. It, it, overall, like I again, in the end, what'll matter if, if it plays well? And you're right, it looked like Diablo three. So going, so let's go back to gameplay. So, how do you think? What do you think of the stuff we we saw? The little limited stuff we saw from the thing. Um. Well, I personally was super interested in Druid. It was one I I always wish they bring back to Diablo three. <laughs> I was also interested in Druid. <laughs> um. I like what they're doing with the animations. They actually pointed this out in one of the videos I was watching, mm-hmm. um, where basically what they do is is you can they they have a system in place where like um, when you're attacking, you can seamlessly move from like one form to another, and the animations continue. So it's not like this jerky animation when you're mm-hmm. switching between forms. Um, so you can be mid combat and you just have this smooth flow of animations of, of combat anim- animations and abilities yeah. and moving from one form to another to another. I mean, uh, and I saw that like that looks really good. I think most of the animations actually like the animations look better than the models to me. Like the like the even the spell effects which a little bit, a little bit out of place, but everything else like the movement, the attacking things. Like there's this moment where the, this barbarian jumps through wood and the wood moves around him like in a really cool way, and he looks like very fluid. He lands on the ground very fluidly. Like I think, um, yeah, like they they really and if. If the animations are good, games feel better. That's why it matters to gameplay. Yeah. And the, and I and I think one thing that makes this game in particular look really good is like their lighting is really really yeah on the spell effects. Mm, like yeah. it actually looks really cool, especially because because of that contrast because between the colors and yeah. the gray background. So like yeah, um, so like the there's a moment where the druids like I think he's got like a lightning thing where when he hits enemies there's a chance of lightning. That's what it looked like. Um, and so he was like hitting things and there's lightning falling around him and that looked fucking sick. Um, mm-hmm. so, so there's if it looks good and and the animations are really good, that means it'll play really well and it'll play really smoothly, which is good. Um, so like. So then it comes down to like what they say about skills. I don't have time to go. We should move on. I don't have time to go to the skill system, but stuff like. Um, but it seems rag- like it's a kind of a return to the Diablo two style of skill. Exactly, return to Diablo two. Sorry, two style of skill system, and also return to randomized dungeons, which is fucking awesome. Um, yeah, like this. This seems like they're making a Diablo two two <laughs> instead yeah, of a Diablo definitely. four. <laughs> yeah. Which is 100%. which is cool, yeah. That's 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 cool. Two times two is four, so it all works out. Um, I just hope I, I really hope they bring back the necromancer as one of the classes. That's They've gotta bring back the necromancer. Exactly what I was gonna say. If you're doing five classes, one of them had better fucking be necromancer. If you if you gotta cut Amazon, cut Amazon, but bring back the necromancer. Oh God, that would be so. Uh, so like, if what was the original five? It was it was just these three plus uh, Amazon necromancer and paladin, right? So and uh, assassin. Was Assassin in the first? No, no, I'm talking about Diablo 2. Yeah, Diablo 2. There was no there's Assassin. No, there's no Assassin in Diablo 3. There was no Assassin in the first Diablo 2, was there? At the start? In Diablo, uh, oh, wait. I don't know if it was at the start. It might have been added in Lord of the Yeah, 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 because Druid was with the expansion. That's right. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, so Druid was with... It was, so it was, initial would have been yeah. Barbarian, Paladin, Amazon. 
Amazon Sorceress and Necromancer. Sorceress and Necromancer, yeah. Yeah. So like so do you only have do you have a bunch of characters on the floor? Like Necromancer had better be one of the ones you fuckers to make Especially the cut. since they especially since they decided to replace it with fucking Witch Doctor. Oh my god. Just don't even get me started with Witch Which Doctor. Is, is neat. But it's not Necromancer. It's not fucking... Well, there's a reason why they made a big deal of Necromancer coming back, and it was a big deal. Like, everyone came yeah. back for Necromancer. <laughs> People paid $10 just to get Necromancer. Yeah, it's so... Like, unless they do want to do that again, which would be a bad move. That would be a little lame. But, um, yeah, no, good. good. I'm curious. Uh, I'm happy to watch this game. My friends, um, even with my lukewarm reaction tempering the discussion, we are, we're, we're all like, yeah, but we're all going to buy it. <laughs> Yeah, like, totally. Like, <laughs> like I don't care. Like what? It doesn't matter how like negative my reaction. I'm gonna buy it. It's Diablo. Um, it's it's fun. They, they have to hopefully, royally. Hopefully, out. Blizzard's hopefully Blizzard's in a bad place. To get yeah. it the same way I did last time with a uh, a year subscription to WoW. <laughs> That's how I got Diablo three. They had they had a, they were they were so bad off. Oh, uh, they did the thing where if you did like a it wasn't even a year. It was a six month subscription. Um, we paid all up front. You got wow. Diablo three for free. God so, damn. That's what I did. Damn. So, yeah, so I never like, actually paid for Diablo three, and, and and Diablo three at launch was really fucked up. Like they, 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 all they have to do is not fuck it up, and they'll they'll be in a good spot with Diablo four, I think, mm-hmm. um, which is good. Anyway, and with that, Durin, now I'm gonna. This s- one will actually be short because you're not as interested <laughs> in it. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about. Uh, my only question is this: so we're talking about Overwatch two now, and people at home you probably watched the trailer already. Um, is there actually going to be a story mode? Because it's unclear. It doesn't seem like yes. that's the case. I, so I mean, this, what this is going to have is it's going to have three modes. One three is modes. the yeah. One is the competitive that already exists now, right? Um, and that's going to be. Uh, I can go into this a bit deeper later, but that will play with uh, Overwatch One. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 It's going to have a story mode. And as an actual story mode, there's going to be cutscenes. It's going to be story of what takes place after Overwatch. So the characters have aged. They actually have new models for all the characters. Yeah, we'll get, about, time has changed, we'll get into changed. that in a sec- second here yeah. as well. Um, but that is a proper story mode. Now, how that's going to exactly manifest, we don't know. Uh, we know it, we're pretty certain it's like four player, but we don't know, like, is this mission going to be just these play- these characters? It sounds like maybe you might be able to bring other characters, but we're not we're not really certain. They haven't, they haven't really talked about that too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but there will absolutely be a story mode. On awesome. top of that, there's going to be another mode called uh, Hero Missions. And Hero Missions, they actually compared it to Adventure Mode in Diablo 3. I don't remember what um, that is. Adventure Mode is basically how everyone plays Diablo 3 now. It's, it's like uh, unlimited you don't do the story. You just have access to the world, and you just go to, like, okay, we're going to go to this zone, and now when we go to that zone, we have uh, an objective there. We need to kill this boss. And right. so we go kill that boss, and you get that checked off, and you have to do like X number of those per act or whatever, and you get a chest at the end. So they're comparing it to that. And basically what it is is it's infinitely repeatable uh, co-op missions. That sounds great. And there's a whole progression system to it. There's talents they've added that you can level up your your heroes and unlock these different talents. There's actually in-mission um, items that you can get. Um, so you might find an item and it'll be like this or this and you pick which one you want and that item is with you for the remainder of that mission. Interesting. Um, uh, but then like the talents are literally things that just change the way your abilities work. Um, so like Orion can get a, chal- a, a talent that changes his, uh, his ultimate ability into a 360 uh, hammer down ability. 
I have no idea. So it's all the way around him. Uh, his, his ultimate is where he like slams his hammer on the ground and knocks everybody down. And okay. This changes that into 360 around him. Okay, cool. Um, May can get a talent where when she does her ice block, where she turns into a giant ice thing and recovers health, um, she instead turns into a giant ice ball and can continue rolling forward and knocking enemies over. That's cute. Um, she can do another one where when she does her ice block, when she comes out of it, any enemies that are around her instantly get frozen. Okay. And so these are all things that, that are definitely in hero mode. They're currently testing them. They might put them in story mode as well. They're not sure if it'll stay there, but right now they're testing it. 100% will not be in multiplayer. Good. For ba- obvious balance reasons. Yeah, I think, that's a, I think that's a good move to split those moves. Yeah, so speaking of good move, we'll go back to the, the uh, competitive because they are doing... They're doing a sequel in the best possible way they can make a sequel to Overwatch. Yeah, I, I think it's my... I think so, too. As, a, as an external viewpoint, this seems like a really interesting, cool move. Yeah, because when this thing was leaked, like a lot of people's concerns were like, okay, well, what does this Overwatch? You know, do I lose all my cosmetics? Is that all just fucking... I got to start all over again? Mm. Um, do I have to move to this thing just for the... You know, if I want to... Are they going to split up the player base? for the multiplayer because obviously they're going to move to the new game for overwatch league and all that. Um, how is that going to work? And so what they're doing is literally the, the best you could possibly hope for out of. Yeah. I'm surprised how Um, well planned this is. Yeah. So any new maps going forward that would come out from overwatch two on, um, are going to be playable in both overwatch one and two, the two games will play against each other. Um, Without issue, because actually this is running on an upgraded model or upgraded engine hmm. from Overwatch One, so it is still the same engine, so they can still play with each other. Um, but so all all the new maps and all new heroes that are released in the future for Overwatch Two will also come to Overwatch One. Yeah, it's, um, it's think of like the way also, I think about it is that like, imagine so there's two two games running on the same engine, but but whatever that's that's not the point. It's essentially like as if they have the same multiplayer. But one has a single player and co op mode, so that's right. It's like a, and and looks better too. Yeah, and and well, it looks different. <laughs> uh, it, it straight up looks better. Oh, it's like just in terms of higher fidelity graphics. Yeah, like they yeah, like the they they added more stuff to those characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so the other thing they're doing too is they are also carrying over your cosmetics from Overwatch 1 to Overwatch 2. So everything you unlocked, all the skins, sprays, emotes, victory poses, highlight intros, everything is all carrying over. So you're not starting over in Overwatch 2. You'll log in day one and have all of your unlocks there, which is so cool. Fucking awesome. So cool. Like, well done. That is, if they they couldn't have done everything else, the fact that they did that would have even actually been enough for most people, I imagine. Yeah, and that's... That's freaking great. Like you're, I, also not, you're also talking about money. Like people bought loot boxes to get some of that stuff. 100. percent So like that money's not lost. Yeah, it's 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 good guy. Well, Blizzard, I guess, but like this team did a did a cool thing. It's a thing they 100 percent didn't have to do. Yes. And they found a way to do it. And that's, I mean, that's really cool. I feel like whether they had to do it is like obviously they didn't have to do it, but I think this is the smart move if they want to keep the same community without fracturing it. And, right. and therefore only grow. You can only grow from here because you're keeping everybody, essentially. Right. And so like at this point, like like a lot of people's first question there was like, okay, well, as a an avid player of Overwatch One, if I don't care about story, why would I move to Overwatch Two? You don't have to And that's a valid concern unless you are into the cosmetics, because I guarantee Overwatch Two comes out, 
all new cosmetics are only going to be unlockable in Overwatch 2. Very possible, yeah. I, I mean, I can, I can still see them, like, obviously, because you're still playing against them. Yeah. But you won't be able to unlock them yourself because they'll probably only be available much too. Because they're gonna make they're gonna make cosmetics that just can't run on the older version because yeah. they're gonna be higher poly counter, more effects or whatever the case is. Hmm. Well, I'm curious because um, I don't know to what like when you're playing against an Overwatch two person as in Overwatch one, would you mm-hmm. see them as how they look in Overwatch one? Because then you would might not even see their yes. cosmetics. Uh you would. So, yeah, I don't know how that's gonna work. I, and I don't know if, if tech reasons are going to be a reason for it, but I, I 100% oh, think yeah. that from day one of the Overwatch 2, all cosmetics are done for Overwatch I, 1. If, if I was them, um, I would have a transition period where cosmetics go to both, probably, and then just only two. Or maybe just have some be always exclusive to two and some go to both. Like just I think a transition period would actually make it more, like it would make it muddier. Maybe. I think it's better to have that hard cut off and like let everyone know like ahead of time, like, hey, just so you yeah. guys know... Um, for Overwatch Two, like you know, ha- have that that info thing where like you're the checkboxes of Overwatch One, Overwatch Two. These are the things you get with each. And right. for Overwatch Two, you have you know new cosmetics and it's checked for Overwatch Two, but not Overwatch One. Yeah, like so, release something like that like early on, so people are aware. Like, okay, if you're playing Overwatch One, you can keep playing. We're not gonna you know we're not gonna make you force you to buy the new game. But mm. if you want the new skins and everything, you're gonna have to fork over the money for Overwatch Two. If you don't care about that, continue playing Overwatch One we're cool with that so it's it's uh so with that aside like i would say so let's just move on i guess to the the art style changes between the two because that's kind of a tangential discussion um i want to say first and foremost that like everybody else new reinhardt is awesome <laughs> fuck <laughs> yes he is he's he's oh the coolest thing God, that design is so good <laughs> that's so fucking good i love like the the it's funny because like the the um the power shot of all of them like kind of around each other like doing cool shit and like the cover kind of shot it just has mm-hmm. Reinhardt in the middle and I was like fuck yeah that guy he's sick and I just like forgot everybody else in the scene like there's probably oh everyone looks a bit different but Reinhardt looks so badass. <laughs> yes, he yeah no he 100 percent like. <laughs> Oh, I love the new Ryan design. He looks so good. <laughs> he looks so good. Like um, the combination of that and the fucking dad joke of uh, yeah. like, saying "ice to meet you." <laughs> that is that is that character. And you know what's what's great is the voice actor Tim mm-hmm. fucking loves voicing him. That's great. Because <laughs> he's just a likable, cool old dude. Like I like that guy. He's totally. Just, he's just great. Yeah. I just, yeah. Um, like him. That's the thing. Because like, I don't. I have no connection to Overwatch. But that, from that. So essentially, this story trailer was the most story I've seen for Overwatch. So I had no idea what's going so on. So that but. so here's here's the cool thing, and I realized this. Uh, so before they showed that trailer, they showed like a, a, pre, a thing before that. Mm. So what they showed before that were a, a, it was a compilation of the CG trailers they've made over the year. Okay. Uh, since Overwatch came out, and I realized as I was watching those, like literally, they made all of these from day one, literally leading up to the beginning of Overwatch two. Interesting. Because that first one was Winston sending out that call to bring Overwatch back together. And then every right. other one of these right. cinematics was that character's response to getting that call. Oh, that's cool. And then and then the Overwatch 2 video was literally them finally coming and answering that call. Interesting. That's really smart. 
That's yeah. This is literally three years of cinematics in the works to lead up to this announcement trailer. I mean, great. Like this, because like again, this did come from an MMO. So maybe they, maybe this was part of their initial planning. Maybe it was part of their. Hey, if we're doing story, because there wasn't really story in Overwatch One, the game, right? Like it's mostly so story was one hundred percent not part of their planning at all. Um, because if it would have been, they would have designed their engine. To- to implement it they've oh, said right. numerous times in the past the reason why they didn't do a story mode in overwatch one is because their engine couldn't handle oh, it Oh no, i don't mean the story mode i mean the story itself because i bet some of this oh okay gotcha yeah. gotcha yeah i bet the story itself comes a lot from their original roots in that mmo that they were trying to make back well and story's been story's been uh a sticking point for the community for a while anyway because a lot of the story we've gotten mm. has been like prequel story it's been stuff that happened in the past exactly explaining the world of overwatch yeah but the story literally from day one of overwatch launching has not moved forward yeah and this explains why because it was all building up to this which is yeah. kind of and again it speaks to the fact that it probably did come from that mmo they built for a long time ago which is fine like there's no issues with it because they've done a good job with overwatch so the fact that it leaves up to this is kind of beautiful in a way because they essentially are resurrecting maybe a story that they worked on a long time ago which is as a writer that seems fucking cool um right but the but from the overall like the standpoint of me coming to this first time it also means i'm not really missing anything like i'm i've missed 100 no, yeah you can easily jump into this game and you'll pretty much everything you need to know which is funny because i'm still confused <laughs> like i don't know what, well, i don't know what's happening or why but it's still cool that i'm not missing anything <laughs> so so really the only big thing to know is that they exist in a world where where human humans exist alongside what are called omnics basically yeah, robots android yeah. people yeah um and there was a big uprising war where the androids turned on the humans right. and they fought each other and Overwatch was brought in to fight off the androids, but I'm not sure exactly what happened, but something happened that caused the world governments to um, disband and outlaw Overwatch. Mm. And since then, like new things have started happening that yeah. has, has kind of forced Winston to bring Overwatch back together again. Yeah. And that, that's, and that seems Including to be, a, like, it seems like a new uprising of the, of, of some of the robots yeah so they see it seems like some of the robots are good side some of the robots are bad side i'm, I'm past that like it's funny well, there's like there's another faction there's the Tal- talon faction that were kind of the right uh adversaries of overwatch and they're also in this whole thing they've been scheming this whole time yeah and then so um i will to other other big reactions i said aside from that beard is awesome and fuck yeah reinhardt is um genji seems op in the in the in Genji's <laughs> very OP. <laughs> Genji has always been OP. <laughs> I was just like, it's funny. Like Winston's like staying there, like fucking about to take this last hit for the team, and then Genji comes like <laughs> fucking no bear, just like deflects it with his sword. I'm like, what the fuck is this weeb shit in my game? I love it. Uh, I, this is um, people. Like I was watching the chat, and again, that that guy who's commenting was like, oh yeah, this this is like all comes back to Hideo Kojima. Fucking, it's all cyborg ninja ever since then. <laughs> Every cyborg agent has been a badass, and Genji's no different. Um, so yeah, I'm, I, that seems cool. Um, and, and it's it's so overall, like I I think that a lot of the things I, I love the ten year time shift. I love things like that in games where you have these same characters, and this is them going through their lives. Like I loved it with Nathan Drake in the past, and I like mm. this, even though I didn't even know the characters. I like seeing like Reinhardt back in the day cool even cooler even older version of reinhardt now and and, his, and like his daughter looks cool like the fact that she's that's not that's not actually his daughter it's not his daughter okay whatever the, nope. the chick that is torbjorn's daughter okay cool i don't it's know like who his, that is 
<laughs> she's like his squire. Sure, and she seems cool. Um, uh, the one of the people I was watching uh, burst out laughing when they showed up in Paris. It's like, oh, the Germans are invading Paris again. And I laughed as well. But anyway, it was. <laughs> it, it's it seems like it's it's jolly. Um, I love the idea of a team that like likes each other and wants to work together. Like that's like such a refreshing. Mm. It feels like Persona Four in a lot of ways. Um, whereas like all these people are friends and you, you can see that almost immediately and they're watching each other's backs and yeah. that seems awesome and like that's that's one thing i will say about overwatch is definitely positivity is a fucking huge thing with that game i love that that's so cool i'm so on board um and so like yeah overall like i i, I do agree that some of the characters look worse though like I, that's the thing i'll also say that I, I think some of the older designs look it was, better it was a crime that they cut off mercy's ponytail yeah what the fuck is that <laughs> The short hair doesn't look terrible, but it was no. definitely a crime to be. Yeah, she looked great before. Like, don't fuck with Mercy. Um, but yeah, yeah it's, it's it's some of them look worse, but overall, I think they look better. It's it does look like a slightly different designer because uh, some of them looks a little bit more anime now, or a little bit softer, I would say. But um, not necessarily in a bad way. It's just it's just different. I don't know how else to put it. They definitely like there is definitely an, an update to the not just the fidelity of the characters but also mm. the style. Yeah, there's a style, style. difference. There's a different style Cause difference. Because I, I, I did see the game in motion a little mm. bit, and it definitely looks better than Overwatch One for sure. Sure. I, yeah, I'll concede to the person. So there's definitely a tech upgrade game. as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, but overall, yeah, like as as the, as the external standpoint, I'm surprised how much I was into what I was seeing, and I might be playing. I might end up playing this Overwatch to single. Player. I was actually more confused as to whether there'd be a single player, especially after the first one. Um, so it's happy. Well, to so I don't know if it's single player or not. I, I mean, sorry, a a story mode. A story, yeah, 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 a story mode. Like because they, in even on the website they say there's story, and when they say story, it only links to the trailer, and they say there's co-op. But I'm like, where is there like an actual single player campaign? And it's not clear on their mm. main website. So um, if they've said that in interviews, I'm, that's that's me I'm on board. Yeah, that's the one thing I'm not sure about is like there is a story campaign. I'm not sure if it's something you can play offline by yourself or if right. it's something like you go into it and then like you get connected into a lot of other people. That's cool. I don't mind that. As long as there's a story, like there's fucking cool yeah. cutscenes. And, and they've done, and they've done like story and... events for mm. Overwatch. So like I know that like just getting joined up with random people to do those, those story missions would work totally fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I have no issues with that. It's an interesting, it's a, it is the game's made to be co-op. So there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, like Marvel Ultimate Alliance. <laughs> exactly like it. <laughs> Anything else you want to say about Overwatch 2? So yeah, what are your thoughts before we go? Uh, I'm super fucking stoked for it. I'm curious nice. what they're going to charge. Um, because mm. that's the other thing too is like a lot of people forgot uh, that Overwatch One, at least on PC when it came out, was only forty dollars. Right. Um, it was it was forty dollars for that. It was sixty for the Origin Edition that came with some extra skins. Um, on console, they only released it as the Origin Edition, so you only could pay sixty dollars for it. With this one here, I think because they're adding the story mode in it and everything, I have a feeling they're going to charge sixty for it. I'm curious if they're going to do like a $60 thing or if you already have Overwatch 1 on your Battle.net account, that maybe you'll get a discount. Mm. Maybe. Like maybe you can get it for 40 or 50 I, 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 Yeah, we have no idea, right? Because it could, if this game is 40 And the reason why I say that, like, why, why it wouldn't necessarily surprise me if they did that is because with us knowing that, that the multiplayer is literally basically the same thing. So that's, that's, that is one thing I want to say. Mm-hmm. They are adding one more multiplayer mode. The co-op one, right? the game. 
Um, no, no, no. I mean to the to the competitive mode, to like the online. Oh yeah, that, stuff. that pushing adding one more mode to push. Yeah, so they are adding one more mode to that, but that is also coming to Overwatch. Yeah. So like knowing that the in terms of like what we know as Overwatch now, nothing new is being added to that that mm. we will already get in the original game. I could see them giving it at a slight discount, just because like we're not getting a full new game, like maybe a new player uh, would. Are we talking about like? Wait, sorry. So, can you be clear? So, you're saying like everybody says, sorry, there's one price and it's forty dollars, or there's two prices, or like what do you mean? No, I, I, I could see them doing like a thing where like the the game is sixty bucks, right. but if you already have Overwatch one, oh yeah, that account, you get like a ten percent or twenty percent or whatever discount for. It. That'd be cute. Like I mean, I'm, I, 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 you know, they've done that on Steam. I could, I could definitely see Blizzard doing something. What was like the that. original price of Overwatch? Was it sixty? Forty. Forty. Okay. Cool. So like it was, it was for, the original price was forty on PC, sixty on console. Right. So, so to me, as the external person party, I would say that I like looking at this package as it is presented to me, without having an idea of how long the sing- the I mean, stop playing single player. The story mode is. I would say this looks like a forty dollar package, to me, from external because it's the same multiplayer, right? It's it's the same. It's I know that the, that's the thing. I, I that's the crazy thing that I see the complexity in what they're doing and the fact that they're they're doing a lot of cool stuff. But for me, as external person, okay, so it's the same multiplayer as the last one. You're adding one mode, and you're adding co-op, um, which is just like a, a random gener- generator. So it's not necessarily fully designed. And you have yeah, I think player. to some extent, to, to some extent, I think that'll depend on how involved um, story mode actually is. Exactly. So if, if, like, if this is like, like an eight, eight, to like a, eight to ten hour story mode, yeah, then sixty dollars totally makes sense. Yeah, hundred percent. That's, that's the thing. So that'll be the that'll be the clinching point for me when it comes to pricing. Like if it's like a full story mode, but like fucking. Eight like budget cutscenes and eight hours of gameplay. Yeah, and, and so that's the thing. Is the thing I could definitely say is that yes, it is a it is a full story mode that does mm-hmm. have like what they have described as like the cutscenes they are known for doing. Awesome. Then and yeah, so that, that's to me. Yeah, that sounds like a sixty dollar worthy of sixty dollars. Um, yeah, and even better is that like with most games, uh, aside from like this might be an exception because it's fucking Overwatch too. But for most games. You don't know when you're buying in whether there'll be a good multi-trader community. In this case, you're guaranteed that there'll oh, be a yeah. good multi-trader community from, from day zero. Yeah, so it's it good. Be, it'll be a very full, very toxic multiplayer community. <laughs> day one. Any last points, Durin, before we move on? Turn off for chat. Uh, no, that's pretty much it. Cool. Uh, yeah, so the BlizzCon, man, that was, I think... It's funny, like overall, I'm pretty coming off pretty positive, but also with like kind of a a sour capitalistic taste in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) No, knowing that's positive in spite of like other like overarching tones, but whatever. Like the games look good, so there you go. What else do you want? Um, Well, I don't think Diablo Four looks good, but whatever. We already had that discussion. Moving on. I'm so excited for Diablo 4. I'm, yeah, I'm going to buy it. I mean, having, having spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours in Diablo 3, yep. I am very excited for Diablo 4. Yeah, like, no matter what, I'm going to buy that game, so whatever. It's like PS4. It's like PS5. Like You can fuck me in a lot of ways, but you have to fuck me pretty hard before I don't buy it. Um, it's, again, that sour capitalistic taste in my mouth. Anyway, with that... Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to take a five-minute break here and come back with a very short what we've been playing because we're almost at two hours already. So, um, yeah. Actually, we're just over two hours. So, Jesus. Keep it really short. Be back after this.
and we are back. Durin. <laughs> Out of 10, how excited are you for the new Pokemon game? <laughs> um, I'm going to say like a 6. Okay. All right. So but, you're I'm gonna, <laughs> but, but, but I'm going to put with that like... A month ago, I would have said like four. Okay, yeah, yeah, fair, fair. Um, no, nothing has changed except time. All right, so so you're not um, downloading, sorry, buying Alpha Sapphire, downloading, installing, and then playing twelve hours out of a ten. Are you? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Why would I? Like it. If nothing else, I would play like Sun because that's the most recent game. I've already played that one. <laughs> I, I haven't even finished it, so if yeah. nothing else, I'd be playing. Yeah, I did. I have done that. I've done nice. exactly that. Like I, when they when they did the big blowout for the new Pokemon, they, they showed like everything. Uh-huh. Like the first thing I did after that was go and grab my 3D, start playing Sun. Dude, yeah. So like I've been. So I had that phase already. Yeah. So I, I was like, I haven't touched. Pokemon since Sun, I did. I skipped Sun to Moon to or whatever fuck yeah, it was same. called. Um, so like I was some something. I it, it was just like a back to back series of games that I kind of like bounced off of. But I'll talk about in a hot second, like Outer Worlds and 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 a couple of this. Um, but like the it was something about like having this like dearth of games, nothing else I wanted to do, and coming back from my trip uh where i was i was just like tired and didn't want to do anything and then i i saw the leak some leaks regarding the new pokemon and i just had this fire in me i didn't know i I heard about them i heard about them and then i went the other direction and didn't what didn't look uh so, so i looked and i was like you know what I am so in a Pokemon mood right now. You um, looked into the darkness and the darkness stared back. So here's the thing. I, I, I'm not going to ruin any of the leaks. I will say that most of them actually kind of look pretty bad. <laughs> it's about what I expected, to be honest. Again, uh, a six that was a four a month ago. But the uh, I will say is all the redesigned old Pokemon look excellent. It's just the new Pokemon that looks stupid for some reason, except for the starters. So, and the same starters, as last generation. Yeah, and the starters look really cool. Um, so there's there's something, and it was because the starters look cool that I was like, you know what? And there's this like other, they show their evolutions. Yeah, they they leak the oh, evolutions okay. being leaked, and um, they look okay. pretty good. Uh, so pretty much you're good off, well off, no matter which way you go. The, the fire one looks strange to me. Um, anyway, so the. Uh, okay, that, yep. answer this one thing for me because okay. it's not a design thing. Mm-hmm. Please tell me that the fire starter final form is not firefighting. From the leaks I've I'm seen, I'm not picking the fire. God damn it! No, no, no. From the leaks I've seen, um, which seem to be like uh, phone images of the Prima Guide, uh, it looks like all three starters end up as pure types. Which okay, is strange. That's, that's the first good news I've heard on a, <laughs> out of games yeah. so far. Actually, seems like the starters are really cool. Um, but the the pure typing, I don't know if I like. But I'm I mean, to be fair, starters are always trash at the end, so like it doesn't actually matter. I mean, Greninja was sick. <laughs> like this, I'm gonna put that forward as 
Greninja was sick, full stop. No, Charizard no. was sick. I don't mean like designs. I don't mean designs. Like designs are good. Oh, right. But in terms of like, like they're power. not top tier Pokemon. Yeah, they're, they're 525, which is way lower than the 600 that most people yeah. were with. Um, yeah. You keep them on your, t- on your team out of obligation because they were your first Pokemon. Yeah, they were Exactly. And then they immediately get to go to the box. Um, but anyway, so like the. so. I I was excited by just so excited by what I saw and I just I, I saw I actually looked at for the first time I actually looked at what the game structure is. Um so like there's eighteen gyms. That sounds fucking sick. Um Jesus. Yeah, and there's like there's like major league and a minor league, so there's two separate sets. So it reminds me it's not gonna be like that, but it reminds me back in the silver where you like do Johto and then you do Kanto. Like that was sick. The, the one thing um, I heard is that this is the first one that does not have an elite four. I, yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't I haven't seen that, but I haven't looked at everything. But yes, that sounds interesting. Um, but there's a like, there's a minor league and there's a major leagues. So maybe the elite four instead of like a person like group of people, it's like a major league of gyms that you then go to and, and do. That'd be mm. fucking cool. Um, so that looked fucking awesome. And then beyond that, um, so there's normal towns and they work normally. And the thing you've been seeing a lot of images of of like the open world kind of looking area is like a separate kind of set of zones that they call like wild zones. Um, and that looks like what you see where you can like run around and, uh, see Pokemon moving around. And then the interesting thing about those is that it's kind of like Dark Souls where they're not level scaled. They're just, you'll see a fucking level 50 walking around by itself with like a yellow glow around it. And then might be like lower level stuff closer to you. So there's like a really cool kind of, it seems like way more close to what I want Pokemon to be in the distant future where everything's like that. Um, Anyway, so that was really cool. So, like, all that stuff. And then in the wild, you can, like, go to your boxes and your storage from your menu. It's fucking... Just, it's just so much right, cool. Yeah. yeah, so much cool shit seems, seems to be what they're doing. So, I was like, okay, you know what? I never played Orange... Sorry, uh, Omega Red Alpha Sapphire. Mm. And so, I downloaded... An, I got an emulator, downloaded the ROM of it, played, like, 10 minutes, and I was so surprised that I bought it. <laughs> I was like, so I thought it would be, I thought it'd just be like a shitty, like a shitty port, but it's not. It's like a no, full no. kind of remake. They fully remade them. Yeah, they Holy fully remade shit. them. Those games are awesome, man. Yeah. <laughs> that that kind of remake is what I was hoping for out of what Red ended Blue. up being fucking Let's Go. Yeah, exactly. We wanted like Red Blue treatment on that, that treatment on and the Red thing Blue. About, the thing about Let's Go, uh, Let's Go Pikachu and uh, in Eevee. Mm. Aside from the bullshit that they brought in from Pokemon Go, yes, they are legitimately good games. Yeah, they're good games. Yeah, because uh, like they have... Let, Let's Go is actually a good game to play. They just brought all they, they, they if, if they if they wouldn't have fucked up the catching. Yeah, I hate that's the one fucking thing. I hate how you get XP mostly from catch. Like fuck all. Like, yeah, I, I don't like the last thing I want to deal with is fucking the inventory. And when you when you have to send all the shit to your boxes, like do all the shit that you have to do in Pokemon Go, which was one of the biggest reasons I stopped playing that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't want to fucking deal with that. Like yep. just just and and again, that's why why for for this game here, I was hoping that they would fix that one thing but keep everything else the same. Mm. And then they didn't. They didn't. We'll see when it comes out. But the, the more I hear about it, the more positive I, I feel. Like other things that come out were like. Um, uh, you know, in old games where you can do EV training, it seems like they're going to be. St- he made it sound like there's ways to change your uh, Pokemon's like 
uh, yeah, natures. Like the, the need to grind them and shit like that isn't going to be. A- yeah, so you, breed them specifically. The need to breed them is going away. So you, you can change their natures, supposedly. Well, that's, so so when I say grind, that's what I meant, like breed grind. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the real grind, the dark end game. Yeah, Pokemon the dark grind. Fucking, it's kind of gross if you think about it. Whatever. The, 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 gr- <laughs> the grind that actually made me stop playing the game. Right, exactly. Back in the day. Like, I used to play them all the way through when my friends started at, and I literally stood no chance at ever competing with him anymore. Mm-hmm. That's what actually made me stop playing Pokemon. Because it's just too much. It's just mm-hmm. oh fuck. All. But yeah, so that's awesome. So they're, they're, they're changing all that stuff, and so like a lot of positive stuff's coming out of this game. So it got me so excited. I played Orange. So yeah, um, did, I'm at Alpha Sapphire, and that game's awesome. That's all I have to say. About did, it. <laughs> did they fix? Have, have they fixed the animations? Do they look better? Because they look like trash before. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> I'm gonna out. guess they still look like trash. Yeah, probably. Um, but no, I, I, I would say that yeah, strongly. It's fun, a weird to take out my 3ds again. <laughs> um, I'm surprised how much charge it still holds. It doesn't seem like those batteries die. Like it's been like a year since I plugged that in. And Mine's been sitting on the charger for probably at least the last four months. Okay. Like I, I've I had a, not hooked up to anything for nine months and plugged it in charged it and now it's just running it just seems like it's fine um so that's pretty that's that was great but overall yeah like i'm surprised how much of a remake like a full remake uh alpha sapphire and oras o-r-a-s um are they're good they're good games that was i was i paid mm-hmm. essentially full price because it's nintendo eShop and that's how that rolls oh, yeah. um and it's worth it <laughs> i've i've I like those games. It's good. Um, I don't like the Pokedex of those. I remember. I didn't remember how much I didn't like the Pokedex from Alpha Sapphire or, or, or Ruby or Sapphire. Um, these Pokemon kind of they're all kind of lame, and they they brought back like all the none of them. None of the new Pokemon. <sighs> Not the best decks. That's all I've got to say. All right. Um, whatever. Like my final team is my I, my only rule for it when I made it was I'm not going to use a Pokemon that I've used before. Which means just end up with all the trash. Like I just have these shitty. <laughs> That's on you, man. I, that is on you. No, because boring. If you still have the same team every time you play a Pokemon game, like it's that's that's boring. Like, because like. Should I have an Alkazam? Probably. I mean, you're right, but but at the same time, <laughs> when your your selection is 150 Pokemon. Yeah. Well, it's like, like it's three hundred. That's not the game to limit yourself on. It's three hundred in in wait in what. It's th- oh right, it's it's, it's the it's the one fifty plus your oh no the number goes up three hundred I don't know it's actually three hundred Pokemon. Oh, actually, yeah, I was I saying it's it's a remake of Red and Blue, so it would only be the first one fifty. No, 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 orange one fifty one. Uh, no, sorry, Alpha Sapphire is a remake of Sapphire. It's not <gasps> right, I'm thinking <laughs> Fire Red and Leaf Green. <laughs> That's can, what I'm thinking. Of. I can see why you'd make that mistake. Yeah. <laughs> With this nonsense naming scheme. <laughs> God. Yeah, fire red and leaf green. You know the remakes of red and blue. <laughs> no, yeah, and that one I'd fight you. I think that Dex is fantastic. I'd fight myself. Sorry, I think the original Dex is amazing. Um, okay. Yeah. 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 The, the OG Dex is fantastic. No, the the fucking G- Gen Ruby One Sapphire. and Gen Two were great. Yes. Uh, they've gone downhill since then. Exactly. With the Ruby exceptions. Sapphire Dex sucks. Like it's kind of shit. Um, I have this stupid electric dog Pokemon. I don't. I don't think it even has evolutions in it that I've found. Maybe it does. It's post game or something. But I can't see the evil. I haven't found the evolutions. I'm eight gyms in. No, like there aren't seven any in there. They're just the original three, and that's it. Garbage. Just garbage. Like fuck this. Anyway, I'm still having fun with it. And no, the, no, it should have 
You should have Umbreon and Espeon by then, right? Yeah, you should. But I don't. I haven't found a way to get Eevee, and I've talked to everybody. Oh, Eevee in general. Oh, it might be in the other version. Yeah, or or maybe like it's a post game thing where I go to another place and they give me Eevee. We'll, we'll find out. Mm, could be. Um, but the yeah. So so far, those games are fantastic. Um, even though I don't like the decks from Ruby Sapphire, um, and which makes me even more pumped because if I'm having this much fun now, like hopefully, hopefully. When we finally have our first ever console Pokemon experience in t- less than two weeks, um, it's gonna be gonna be good. That's 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 that. Yeah, ho- hopefully they didn't cut all my favorite Pokemon. Oh god! I, well, let's be clear. Like, I I'm on board just for Ponyta and coughing. So <laughs> I'm already good. Um, okay. So with that said, uh, other things I've been doing, I'm just gonna be touching on these. Code Vein is that Vampire Dark Souls game. Mm, yeah um japanese vampire i've not heard great things uh sorry have you heard good things i've not heard great things oh i i think it was it's good it's i bounced over for similar reasons that i bounced off sekiro where it's just i just not feeling it right now um it is more dark souls than sekiro is so a lot of the complaints i've heard about it is that it tries to ride the an anime game yes and Um, doesn't do a good job at either I maybe not. Like I could say that the f- I I only talked to the I played for three hours. <laughs> I I talked to the first NPCs and the first that you've ever meet, and I actually was really positively surprised. Uh, maybe just the localization is very good because I I swear I swear it gave me near vibes of just the people, the way they talked, how good their voice acting was, like. All the the VO and all that stuff from that first area, that was actually very good. So I was like, okay, I actually have a very positive impression of the story of it um, when I first started. So I was like, okay, this this seems good. And then the gameplay itself was like, it's some mix between Dark Souls and Monster Hunter, where you, like the like the animations are close to Monster Hunter. You know how everything's very like very very uh, deliberate animation. Yeah, lock. yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's so it doesn't have like the 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 thing of it's missing from Dark Souls is that the you only have two attack buttons in Dark Souls, but everything you do has like a different attack, like a whole move set. Like if you forward attack, you're running while you attack, you're like blocking while you attack. Like there's amazing move set diversity in Dark Souls. This does not have that, and that was the reason I quit actually primarily because I just didn't. I didn't find a weapon I like. I, I I could in the first area I was able to experiment with like seven different weapons. I didn't like any of them, so I quit. Um, but it's yeah. I think it's got potential. I think I don't think it's bad. I think it's like eighty or something, and that's where I'd put it too. That seems like mm. kind of what it's supposed to be. That's Code Vein. Um, very good VO. Like that's that's my main takeaway. And then Nubarama recommended to me a game um, called Disco Elysium. And it's also trending at like 90 plus on Metacritic right now. Um, yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. And it is a, um, it is an RPG, mm-hmm. but closer to a, okay, so this, when in the tabletop RPG worlds world, there are RPGs where um, you have dice and you're, no, it's, well, you have a combat. You have Dean, Dungeons and Dragons combat where you're rolling dice against enemy AC and you're all that kind of jazz. And there's full like combat mechanics, damage numbers, HP numbers, mm. all that kind of stuff. There's other kinds of tabletop RPGs where it's 
all like dialogue and um, very flat dice rolls that just success fail dice rolls. Um, very like, um, oh, I want to open this door. Well, it's got a code on it. Do you know the answer to that code? Well, what's your intelligence score? Roll these dice based on your intelligence to see if you know this code or not. I guess very flat kind of um, role-playing systems rather than full combat systems like Dungeons & Dragons. Dungeons & Dragons is based on war gaming, so it's got a full combat system. There's other systems that don't have that. This feels like those. This feels like one of those... It's a tabletop RPG made onto a computer game, but it's the RP style of tabletop RPG, not the D&D style that like Diablo and everything else will be based on. Hmm. So there's no damage numbers, but like um, it is uh, all just like dripping with excellent writing, um, excellent uh, world building, um, amazing just like character like, I, I, I only played like an hour <laughs> like before i bounced <laughs> off it but even in that hour i was shocked at like dialogue choices it gave me um interesting things it said about like the interesting descriptions and it's, it's just and enough of it is voice acted that it doesn't feel like a game without voice acting but when you look at it percentage wise very little is actually voice acted because so much of it is internal monologue um so Nubarama said he played it. He started playing it, and he said it was immediately his game of the year. I was like, okay, wow, that was surprising. Um, hmm. And then so I played like an hour of it, and I could definitely see why. The only reason I stopped is because it was it was like fucking nine o'clock at night, and it was just like thousands of words of text deep within an hour. Oh yeah. And I was like, I'm just I'm just too tired. I'm just too tired to play this game, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I just stopped playing and then I didn't pick it up because I played Outer Worlds like the next day or something. Um, but it's, it just seems excellent. Like I might have to go back to it for game of the year because it, it's probably a contender. Um, I, I don't think it's unfairly, sorry, um, it hasn't earned its higher reviews. It's it's From the little I've played and plus Noob's reaction to it, I think it might be a very good game. Um, hmm. Yeah, so that's that's my impression of that. That's That's all I can say. I didn't play more. Uh, don't know if I'll ever get chance to go back, but I probably should because um, it's probably worth it. And then I guess we'll go into your stuff because we'll we'll collapse on Outer Worlds at the end. So that's me. Yes, I, I at the beginning already talked a bit about the near end Final Fantasy fourteen, so I'll just skip over that. It was mm-hmm. fun. It's it's a lot of fun. Man, I need to see that. I need to listen to that track. I might be. We'll put that oh, in plugs. So we'll put that in plugs. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, um, and then uh, the other thing is I've gotten my PSVR. So I don't, don't have a lot yet so far. I haven't had much time to to mess with it. Um, but it's it's not the first VR headset I've used. Uh, it's just the first one I've used in my home. Um, I have used the uh, HTC Vive and the Oculus. Um, I can definitely see what Jeff is talking about with the tracking. The tracking is mm. total dog shit. <laughs> um, wow. You have to reset it multiple times to get it to recenter again it will just lose itself um but that said it's honestly a lot more fun i I basically have the the i have like the the vr demo disc thing that came with it (laughs) so i've been messing with that and and uh uh what was the other thing uh my daughter was playing the like demo thing for the astrobot vr thing nice um but it's cool um that I, said mm-hmm. what i'm gonna be doing in next is not gonna be cool <laughs> what 
because I picked up Resident Evil 7. Oh, nice. And I'm going to play that on there. Fuck yeah. And I'm both looking forward to that and very much not looking forward to that. Fuck yeah. I'm very... I You need to be on the show after you do that because I'm so curious. I wanted I wanted to play some of it before we recorded. Still downloading. Yeah. So. yeah. It's uh, it, but that's I'm really cool. I'm looking forward cool. to it. I, like, I've, I've, I played a decent chunk of that game already anyway. Mm. Um, but I recently, uh, was watching a let's play of it and seeing the beginning parts of that again, man, I could see that being really intense in yeah. VR. Yeah. Like, uh, Michael P. Huber, one of my favorite people on the internet is from easy allies and he, um, he played it once in VR and then twice, like three or four times I was out of VR, but he played it once in VR, I think first time in VR and he was like, yeah, that's that. It does make it easy because the aiming, apparently, apparently makes it way easier. Um, but aside from so I'm, not, I'm not sure how that'll work for me because I don't have move controllers. Oh, I'm curious how that'll so work. So I'm using a controller. Mm, we'll I'm see. hoping I'll be able to. Yeah, maybe uh, because like I might buy. I'm probably gonna buy some move controllers at some point because I want. I really want to try out Beat Saber. Mm. Um, but I don't know that I also want to get a navigation controller. No, I, I think it. So I, I'm, I'm probably wrong on this, but I think it might just be center of screen as your reticule. I don't think it's move controllers. Oh, okay. Yeah, huh. so that's why it's way easier because you can just fucking. Um, okay. But the but you'll see. You 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 are the new expert once you <laughs> once you play. Yeah, we'll it. see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um. Um. But yeah. So I'm curious. So sorry. At the Resident Evil seems awesome. A and B, I've heard like you know the first person to say that like PSVR has its problems. Overall, is actually pretty cool. Like that, that's kind of the reaction yeah. I've got for PSVR. Yeah, like I, I played the uh, the Drive Club VR. Mm-hmm. I'm not really like super into racing games. I enjoy them. That was legitimately fun sitting yeah. inside the car it's racing. Cool. Like, it's... I, it, so it's funny because like I've played other VR headset demos before at like packs and stuff hmm. um and I, and I mess with the the oculus over at uh, uh squiddle's house right um uh, playing that lucky's tale or whatever and then i did the the deus ex kind of walkthrough demo thing they did hmm. um but sitting in the car in the drive club vr demo um because before you actually do the race like you can like look around the car and sit down inside of it and all that was the first time that i actually i finally understood what jeff and all of them had talked about when vr was first coming out and they were all talking about it hmm. is that that sense of place yeah um where you actually feel like those things are right there and you can reach out and touch them that's cool um and it was it was interesting because uh one of the demos on that demo disc is is the kitchen demo which mm-hmm. is the like precursor demo they put out before resident evil 7 and before they would say it was resident evil um, and so it's, it's one that you just sit there. The only thing you do is you move the controller forward at the beginning of it to knock a camera over mm-hmm. and the rest of it just all happens to you. Right. And so I actually, uh, had my wife put it on and that was like her first experience in VR <laughs> was that. <laughs> and at one point the creepy girl like shows up in front or whatever. And my wife's immediate reaction was to kick forward to try to kick her. Awesome. <laughs> So I knew that, like from the beginning, she had that sense of place immediately. That's uh, my yeah. my daughter was playing the uh, the Alphabet thing today. It was her first time actually really being in it because the first time she put it on, she got sick before the game even loaded. Um, but it seems like either she didn't and was just saying that because her brother had said that before, <laughs> or 
everything was fine because she played it like four or five times today before we were like, hey, you need to take a break now. You are five years old. Technically, you shouldn't even be using this thing. Um, but like she kind of similar thing. Like as soon as she got in or whatever, one, uh, she immediately started trying to reach out at the stuff on the screen. Aww. And we had to explain to her like, no, you can't do that. You have to use the controller. And two, at one point, uh, her little robot guy needs to like walk, walk across a, a little bridge thing. And she was scared because she, so in that one, it's kind of like Lucky's Tale where like you are the camera, mm-hmm. uh, but you're controlling a little guy walking around. Um, she was scared because where she was standing was on the edge of the platform. Mm. And so when she was looking down, she just saw fucking down. Wow. And so yep. she was worried she was going to walk off the edge. Oh, that's fucking cool. That's cool, man. That's 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 so, yeah. It's it's a neat neat thing. Yeah, I, I'm I'm um, excited that no one. So obviously the the VR hype has cooled, but that's probably a good thing for VR overall because that yeah. hype was ridiculous. Um, and it, and I'm happy that no one's giving up. So Oculus is still churning. Fucking, in fact, more people are jumping in, which is going to create it. Yeah, and a lot, a lot of like wireless headsets are coming out. That's now the, as well. that's the key. So the that's the next. Big that's step. I think that's the, I think that's where Sony's probably going to go for their next one as well. Yeah. And I, I guess that's one thing too is like I'm not being stupid. I'm not investing in VR this late. <laughs> I got this thing for basically nothing. Nice. Um. So that's why I'm willing to jump into yeah, VR at yeah. this point yeah. in the generation. Yeah, that's, that's it would a be smart an, way. it would be insane right now to go out and buy a brand new PlayStation VR. No, yeah, and I think I'll be. I I also think it's insane right now to buy like an Oculus, like the the normal first, sorry, second gen Oculus, which oh is yeah, hundred percent, a year old or whatever now. Um, don't just wait. I, I we, we mentioned at the start of the show, like if the, you are rewarded for waiting in tech, like you're always rewarded for waiting, which is kind of sad because you want the new shit now, and it's up to you when you jump the ship, but. Next year's Oculus is going to be fucking interesting and intense. Um, the next yeah, PlayStation I mean, VR is going to be intense. It's it's uh, it's kind of the same stance I've taken when I when I build. I I always build my computers to last, and they always do last. Like this one I have now, we're going on five years or going on six years now. Mm. Um, with only the only upgrades I've done is is a video card once or twice i think over that six years Hmm. um but like i also when i build them i don't build them out of like the top of the line parts i build them out of the one year ago parts right because they're always still totally fucking fine and they're Mm -hmm. what majority people are using anyway and i'm not paying bleeding edge costs like i don't build computers for two thousand dollars right my computer builds tend to be about a thousand to twelve hundred and those are going to be when when they're built they play literally everything that comes out without any issues for at least the next two years and then we'll require like a video card upgrade or something so like unless you just have infinite money there's no reason to get in on the bleeding edge of technology yeah yeah all really all you're gonna get out of it is you're gonna get a, a like two percent upgrade over the stuff previously and a lot of headaches and bugs exactly yeah and so uh, it's curious to me if because my current stance when I heard that was nowadays if you get a video card uh in 2019 like a 2019 issue video card like a mid-range or, or above not necessarily bottom end but mid-range or above 
I don't know how long it's going to be before they're outmoded. Because um, video cards have not gotten much better for quite a while. Like the 20 series from NVIDIA kind of put a bullet in video cards for quite a while. Um, right. So it's been like, what, two, three years since the 20 series came out. And I've we have not seen much graphical advancement. Well, and, 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 and even looking at that, like right now, what I have in my computer is a 980. Mm-hmm. The only thing I can upgrade to at this point that would be a, a significant upgrade would be a 2070 or a 2080. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're talking about a minimum of $400, 450 mm-hmm. uh, video card yep. to see a to see enough of an upgrade to to even be considered worth spending money on. Exactly. Because like if you if you're a 4K gamer, it's different. But you're already a yeah. special kind of crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. If if you're a 1080p gamer, fucking no reason to upgrade for if you buy a mid mid range card today for years. So, well, I don't think anything's going to push hard frames at 2080. Sorry, 1080. Unless you're talking about ray tracing for many years to come, because um, mm-hmm. the mid range cards currently run everything at 1080p at like 200 frames a second. So like you're good. yeah, like on, yeah, like honestly at this point, like why I would be looking at a computer upgrade. Is- the biggest thing is going to be um, because of processor and memory technology. Like I'm still exactly. running on DDR3. Yeah, exactly. And that's and then, and processors are getting to the point where they're holding graphics cards back for high frame rates. For low frame rates, you're right. probably still fine. Like it's it's not great, but you're not going to be totally. I've I've unfortunately fallen in the 144 hertz uh, group now. So. Uh, I see. I see. So you're gonna have to you're gonna have to get a new processor. I see. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. AMD's got you back. It only really matters for Overwatch. Yeah. Okay. And but I gotta run it at like lowest settings in order to get it to, to be there. <laughs> uh but anyway, so how'd we go on that tangent? Oh yeah, so that's um that's PSVR. Overall impressions seem positive. Yeah, like kinda of, honestly, kind of surprisingly. Hmm. Um Good. I You'd feel different if you'd tried... spent full price, right? But but I think that's I think that is definitely a lot of it. I think had I spent yeah. The, the the full price to, to go out and buy it like I, I don't know that it would be worth it um, right now and I don't know that I would be as pleased with my purchase hmm. um, but hey if you can go out and get a PSVR headset for somewhere in the ballpark of $17 um, <laughs> now is a good time to do that that is fucking basically nothing <laughs> wow that's like a burger at some places um, I had to buy a power adapter for it I see. Um, and with that, though, uh, I guess we'll just crunch on this a couple minutes on Outer Worlds, I guess. No spoilers. Um, I don't have any spoilers. Well, I, it's going to be hard for me to not spoil, but I'll try to not spoil. But um, yeah, so I'm, still, I'm, still, I'm still where we were last time you and I talked about it, which is about 45 minutes into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, my early, early, early impressions are that it seems to be. It seems to be that Fallout-style game without the giant, expansive world, which honestly seems to be the Fallout-style game that it probably speaks to me the most. Mm, that's curious. That's, that's, um, I, I, I tend to like a more directed right. um, approach to a game. I, I, I've never... I've tried with all those Bethesda games, mm-hmm. and honestly, I think the biggest thing is there's, there's just... There's not enough to them. They're... they're uh, like what is it like a, a mile wide and an inch deep yeah yeah, yeah exactly like it's um so i'm not a fallout fan 
Uh, I am a, a well, Oblivion fan. Let's just say um, Skyrim to some large degree as well, but mostly Oblivion. Um, because kind of like you, I like I like the quest lines. I like Dark Brotherhood. I like the Mages Guild. Like I like doing those directed. Uh, almost, it, they don't almost don't even have to be part of the larger game. But the fact that they are is what makes those games amazing. Is that they they have these crazy deep quest lines as part of them. Um, and Fallout isn't really that. Like at least not from Fallout Four. From the three quarters of it I played, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I finished that game. It might be crazy enough to finish it. Um, I think I put like four hours into it. God, and Fallout, it's Fallout seems to be more because the world isn't. It's 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 a wasteland, right? So there's there's no real like massive in depth uh, organ like quest lines because there's no organizations to tie them to because everyone's fractured and small. It seems these this just seems like that's the case. Even the main storyline is not that um, expansive. Right. So there's this uh, there's weird elements to it there where um, I don't know what Fallout people like because I don't like Fallout. <laughs> so <laughs> I I can't say this is Fallout, but on from my first impression, this is Fallout. Um, <laughs> this is so. I mean, you say this is maybe a not game, not a I, game for you. No, no, no. It's so. Um, that's what my first impression, and and so forty five minutes is kind of where you're at. I, I would say that once you get a couple hours in, I realize what this actually is is a mixture of Fallout and Mass Effect. Um, okay. It's it's got like kind of that team element of Mass Effect. Where it's it's kind of like the you're in a ship together. There's people walking around a ship. You talk, you can talk to them, get their backstories and stuff, get their opinions on things, um, and that's where you launch some of their backstory quests as well. So it actually is a it, Fallout plus Mass Effect is a pretty um, convenient shorthand for what this is. Um, mm. So and as a, if that sounds good to you, you'll probably like this game a lot. Um, I my overall impression with this is a this is a good game like balance wise it's good like i'm pretty deep uh and i would say the weapon scaling is good the leveling up happens at a good pace the i'd I'd say there aren't enough good perks you really care about that's a probably a negative detractor but um there are there's the perk system works fine the allies that run with you uh, are are meaningful in the same way they are in mass effect um to the point where it even has this thing where you can command them to do their special ability like it's it's mass effect like it's mass effect in your fallout game um which is really cool um for me the main so i stopped after i think 12 hours or 13 hours or something um and i don't know if i'll go back uh so my overall like summary is if you like fallout and you like mass effect you'll probably find something in this game you really like um graphically it looks fantastic the craziest thing I can say is after 13 hours, and this is touching wood, I did not counter encounter a single bug. I've been hearing that. This is like surprisingly not buggy coming yeah. from Obsidian, which is insane. It's insane. Like this is less buggy than like most Japanese games I've played, let alone Western games. Western <laughs> games are usually messes, right? But Japanese games have a level of quality to them, and this feels like that level of polish is being put into this fucking game um and i don't mean like not a single bug like whatever there's a graphical graphical glitch but that's not technically but no no i i didn't even get graphical glitches for the 13 hours i played the game that game just was smooth um frame rate's good didn't chunk up 
and I'm running on a 1080, um, which is maybe, but I was running at 1440p. So the, the 40, mm. 4040p max settings on a 1080, and it was smooth. Um, I think the only thing I, I, I turned down one thing might be draw distance or shadows. One of those, one of the normal, really intensive options. So the only thing isn't maxed out. Um, so yeah, like it, it's. So the reason I stopped playing is because after, and this might just be me, but after, uh, yeah, for thirteen hours in that game, I realized I didn't care about anyone <laughs> in that world, <laughs> and I don't know what the like. It's it might be a victim of of trying to write well but forgetting old lessons that's kind of my interpretation of it but like every bad guy you've met i've met so far has a reason has a way to look at them to make them seem like a good guy which is usually a mark of a very good writer right right um but where i end up is i don't care about anybody because everyone is everything's so gray that there is no good like, and bad. Everyone's evil, but everyone's good, so nobody yeah. matters. Yeah, so nothing matters. Um, there's e- there's even situations where you have to like choose who's going to be the leader of this colony, and I was like, I could pick either of them, and both are fucked, and both are good, so who cares? Um, it's it's this this weird thing where it goes a little bit too far in that direction. I kind of like want a bigger bad guy to actually want to take down, and I don't have that. Um, not only that, but my for my allies. So there's no romance options in this game, unlike Mass Effect. So that's with the that's. It sounds like a trivial thing, but what you realize is because of that, like there's weird things where characters don't interact like people. Really, like the um that there's a level there's a level of immersion that romance options bring to a game that I think people don't realize. And then when you take them out of the game, uh-huh. you, you miss them. Like. I, I I think romance options are a dumb fucking thing to have in a game. Yeah, I, it's, it's they all, they, they, I've never never once seen it where where it didn't seem forced. It's it's definitely been frequently poorly done. <laughs> I can't think of a single time that it hasn't been well done or hasn't been poorly well, done. I, I liked it in Mass Effect Two. I think that was good. I think it was it was not it, perfect. It, I guess I guess part of the problem is because it's just also inherently binary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's um, all inherently in, in your hands. Exactly. I want to fuck this person, so I'm yeah. going to do these things, and then I'm going to fuck that person. Exactly. It's So it's definitely it's gamifying romance, and that's the problem with it, right? Um, that is the negative part of it. But when, when it's not there at all, I realize that the other is also bad, where it's like... Um, I have these characters. I'm like, oh well, there's no like deeper level connection there. I just help you with your problems, and we're done. Um, and even between each other, there's like no deeper level connection. There. They just they just kind of roll with each other, and then it's done. And it's like there was no one. Even like the crew was a crew, but it doesn't feel like a crew. Um, there was no none of that energy there. Um, like in, in Mass Effect Three, one of the moments I I remember like loving and find like really cute was that you near the end of that game you walk into a room and i, I think it was like fucking tali and um garris are like totally making out you're like what the fuck and everyone's just like oh sorry and it's like kind of just, everyone just goes in their own own direction and i was like a really nice cute moment yeah um that didn't happen in my game because okay. tali was mine <laughs> i didn't see what was behind that mask <laughs> So like I like so like yeah it's fun it's it there's like level of energy to it that when it's missing I think it's also gone but um even beyond that like just again the grayness of the characters kind of factored in there as well where um 
no one was like I, the people I ended up rolling with 15 hours in was like the clearly cool girl who wasn't an asshole which is the first girl you meet the engineer girl and this random dude I found on a space dock somewhere because he also wasn't an asshole like it's the only two characters who are just like nice just nice to everybody because <laughs> everyone else in my crew is just like a dickhead or just like a space pirate who you can't trust and just like fuck off I just want like a nice group of people who who I can trust and roll with and, and I just didn't have that so there's like, there's like elements there of, of um, I just didn't like anybody and that's why about, like, I inevitably just like uh, I don't care no bad guy I want to take down and no good guys I really want to save. And once you have, when you lack both those things, then does it even have a story anymore that you really care about? For me, no. And the progression wasn't strong enough to keep me attached to it. Like the loot cycle wasn't strong enough to keep me attached to it. So nothing really kept me there. And that was my overall impression. So overall, I'm, I'm actually kind of with the current Metacritic. I'm, eight is kind of where I'd put it as well. Um, it's good. Very good game. And... and mm. Like for five dollars, what the fuck it is I paid for it? One dollar or yeah. whatever? Uh, yeah, dude, there's no reason to not try it. You might love it, like way more than me. Um fuck, Game Pass is and I, and I, I enjoyed I enjoyed what I, what I played a bit. I just I fell deep into the Final Fantasy fourteen hole when the new <laughs> raid came out. So that's all I've been doing is playing that. Yeah, and, and this is and my problems with it are all subjective. So like if you are interested, if you think Fallout plus Mass Effect sounds good try it so in terms of scale would you say it's on the scale of like a mass effect as opposed to a fallout then i think when you're talking about linearity of story it's closer to a mass effect okay um and it's definitely more directed like i'm going from planet to planet to planet and in each planet there's a group of there's a community and you help them and then you move on like it's it's very mass effecty in that way Mm. um it's yeah so it is it is kind of a, a harmonious in between um and each planet is like an open area but that's very small, so it's like this kind right. of strange thing. It is, it is kind, of, yes. kind of like what Mass Effect was. I, I mean, smaller, right? So it's like <laughs> it's well, no, no. It's, okay, kind of like what Mass Effect One was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of like or, how Mass Effect, but more won. dense. Yeah, it's like Mass Effect One, um, where it's like a you land on a planet, and the planet's like whatever, like uh, two miles by two miles. <laughs> But right. in it, there's like a community of people, and they have problems with this other part of the planet. Like, yeah, it feels like that. It feels like Mass Effect One, um, but in a in through the lens of Fallout. So you're still like picking up every. You're still opening every box, every container, like having a million things in your inventory. Uh, you're still doing all the Fallout things uh, without mm. the crafting of Fallout Four. Um, yeah. So yeah, overall big big positive, and that's Outer Worlds. During any, any thoughts from you before we close out? No, just uh, I'm, I when I have some time to do so, I'm excited to get back into it because from what I played a bit, it definitely seems like it seems like something I'll be interested in. At mm. the same time, some people have spoken so fucking highly of it it's that good. I don't understand that part. I mean, and, I, and it could just be that I'm not far enough in because again, I've not even met the first person that, yeah. that joins up with you yet. Like so if, I have to say, like if you. If your bar is like good writing and good video and stuff, I think it is actually that good. Like it's, it's for me, it's like that. But weird, it turned the other side, right? Where the writing was so kind of gray that I stopped caring. But if you like that kind of writing, then you'd probably care more. So I can see why someone would just get on that roller coaster and just skyrocket to the sky. Like I can see why someone would fall in absolute love with this game. Um, but I'm the mm-hmm. other side where I, did, I just did. I fell out of love with it. So it's give it a shot. That's. That's all I can say. And yeah, you're right. Like if, if you have time 
for game of the year, I'd probably that and Disco Elysium. Disco Elysium might be harder for people to try out just because of that barrier of entry. It's like forty dollars, and and it's yeah, that, that one honestly, I probably won't be playing before. And it's a fucking, it's a strange Eastern European game, so I can see why no one would play it. But it's um, <laughs> well, also it's called Disco Elysium. Yeah, it's stupidest. <laughs> like fucking what? We had a whole thing last episode of me just making fun of Noob for that st- shitty name. It's a shit name for your thing. <laughs> no one cares about something called Disco Elysium, you weirdos. Um, and so if, if they if they don't sell, it's their own damn fault. Like if this was mm-hmm. if this had cyberpunk branding on it, it would be selling like a like a fucking gangbusters i can tell you that right now just with how well it's done um but it doesn't so that's (laughs) again your own fault like this is what you did to yourselves um and maybe they don't maybe they know that maybe they don't maybe they're happy with it maybe they aren't i don't know but either way i'm going to go back to it at some point hopefully if i get time before game of the year uh but because duran before we close the show I will note that um death stranding is out in like (laughs) six days or something yeah, I've already, got, um, I've already got my pre-order in. I don't know what you're doing. I'm I'm gonna try it. I don't know. I haven't read any of the reviews. I've just seen the scores. I've not seen any footage. I'm on, on media. I, I haven't seen scores. I've only I watched the giant bomb video, <laughs> and I've heard some reactions. I still need to listen to the beast cast because apparently Vinny has some fucking words about that game. <laughs> okay, I'm curious. I'm uh, so curious. Jeff seemed like Dan, he hated it. <laughs> so so here's here's one thing I'll say is is. So Dan hinted at some things in a previous uh, Beastcast mm-hmm. um, that made me think that this game being the bullshit that it is <laughs> and, and him loving it made him rethink his stance on Red Dead. <laughs> um, I have since gathered that's not the case, that actually in this case here, he has found that even somebody that he absolutely loves, like Kojima can still make dog shit which has made him rethink his stance on red dead and that maybe it wasn't the worst game to be released (laughs) meanwhile has hard turned on yeah and and funny like meanwhile brad loves it (laughs) or like doesn't love it but like well brad knows it's a bad game but can't stop playing it exactly that's 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 funny um i'm so that's the thing i've i haven't read for brad for brad though like it is 100 percent like just morbid curiosity at this point maybe yeah he needs to see the end of it is what it comes down to that's what he said i'm gonna give that's the thing i haven't that's why i'm so curious because it just seems like everyone's so this is just a weird thing that might be a bad game with a with a narrative run through it and it might i don't know i I have to try it i have to try here's here's what i'm going to tell you before you spend your money on it i already have there is there's at this point no question it is a bad game okay yeah everybody who i've heard that has played it has said (laughs) it is a bad game uh there was a print magazine uh edge um that had a hard deadline for when their uh, their review needed to go out Uh um but uh, they didn't feel right putting a review up about a game that they didn't finish. So instead, what they're going to do is they're just going to publish a preview based on the first like eight hours, I think it was, wow. whenever they played. Because that was as far as they were able to get into the game before they just couldn't do it anymore. Man, I can't. Wait, I can't. 
wait, I just need to see this. This if it's a train wreck, I need to see it for myself. If it's not a train wreck, I want to see why I like it. Like it's, I'm just it's just curiosity at this point. It's always been curiosity with this fucking game. Like ever since the start. I I'll just say uh, here here's my prediction based on just the impressions I've heard from people. Mm-hmm. I believe it is one of the most meticulously produced train wrecks ever made. Okay, cool. Sick. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, also coming out soon is um, that Jedi game, and I, I want to give that those guys a shot because I love that studio. So, um, after Titan, I, you know, I might bump my Origin Access thing up to fifteen just to try that game. Yeah, I don't know that I'm willing to drop sixty on it because I don't, I don't trust that it's going to be good, even though I know Respawn's making it. Yeah, it's I. EA has me shook at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I w- yeah, I'm cur- I'm curious. Like I've already paid for it cuz uh, cuz Titanfall 2. But um it yeah, it, I might not like it. I might I, I I paid for a fucking Also like it's it's coming out around the same time as, as Pokemon and Exactly. That's the dangerous I, I'm not part. dropping another full price on another game right now. That, let's be clear. If I have to pick between Pokemon and almost anything else, I'll pick Pokemon. <laughs> Like it's, yeah, in terms of time, like places to put my time. Like, I don't think Pokemon's going to be a good game, and I'm still. <laughs> I'm not sure either. I'm positively like I I have a high expect sorry high hopes for it, low expectations. Well, so I I do I feel like I need to qualify my position before we close things out uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to Pokemon. Um, <laughs> the important things of 2018. <laughs> my hot take is they have not made a good Pokemon Gold Silver. You might not. Be um, wrong. You might not be wrong. I, I like there was white and black. I thought was at least a good approach because they took the approach of no Pokemon are going to be in this game except for our new 150 until mm. after you beat the game. Mm. And so with that, they had to actually like design good Pokemon and not just rest on their old ones mm. or, or not just lean on their old ones. Um, that said. Excluding sequels, I have bought every generation of Pokemon games. <laughs> the last one that I finished was Original Red. I did not even finish Gold, even though I thought it was a good game. Oh. I have not come close to finishing any other since then. <laughs> but I have bought every generation of games, and that's not going to end this time. <laughs> yeah, I, I um, no, I, I, I've, I can agree. That they haven't made anything groundbreaking since silver, gold, silver. Um, however, I wouldn't go as far as say they were bad. I would say I liked, I liked every Pokemon generation. Like I've, except for well, except for the one I skipped, which is Black, sorry, um, Sun and Moon two. Um, like I've, I've liked them. Like I, I played those games. They weren't great. They weren't bad. They were just there. And I, I most cases I yeah, I've, them. I've played all of them. I just haven't gotten very far in it. <laughs> I've finished like almost every gen, um, and I like them. Like they're just, they're just, they're just RPGs. Like most of them are like seven, eight out of ten range, and only like gold, silver, and red, blue are like the nine, ten out of ten kind of range. But the um, sun and moon was like eight, like a high eight, maybe low nine, probably high eight, right? And I just because that story I really liked. Um, and if this is just more that, but with like a with cool new concepts, like that's enough for me. Like I didn't, I, it doesn't you know, have to be a great game. I'll give them one thing about Sun and Moon. I, I like their their bad guys. 
the gang signs they throw up and everything. <laughs> yeah, what they're, what they're yeah, about. There's, there's a lot like all like the jolly attitude. I like a lot. I like a lot about Sun and Moon. Um, yeah, and Lily. Lily's a badass. Best character. Best new character. Of 2018 or whatever the fuck it was. Aside from all the ones from Nier Automata. Um, anyway. And with that, Durin, thank you for joining me this episode. Longer than I thought it would go. Uh, it's about as long as I thought it would go. Yeah. Yeah, well. We don't have anyone else to rein us in and we'll ha- <laughs> or have to feel bad because we're keeping Thurb up. <laughs> but thank you for joining me. Um, I, I'm curious about next time, post-Death Stranding, to, to meet up again. And uh, Yeah, this will be, yeah. next time we'll be post-Death Stranding and post-RE7 VR. True, but pre-Pokemon. So it'll be... Yes, it'll be... Or maybe it'll be on release day. See. Anyway, around uh, there. Yeah, it'll be it'll be like right around because release is fifteenth, right? Fifteenth, yeah. So it'll be right around. So maybe I'll be yeah, so it'll it. be. We might have played some of it by then. Fucking sick. And with that, thank you for listening, guys at home. Uh, see you next time. Be fun. Bye.